Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of uh, LGA question mark the podcast. Um I am joined by Justin the Knobs. Hey, what's up everyone? And Frost. And Frost. He's Why should I acknowledge you when you sound so disappointed and to Frost. be introducing me? Well, you don't have like a And Frost. Well, you don't have like a Frost the Knobs. I've got I've got some knobs. Frost the keyboard. Frost the phone games. I, I don't you know, I don't phone game frost. Frost and her phoner. Um <laughs> I'm Marcus. Let's get to it! All right, welcome to the LGA podcast episode 29. One more, one more, and we hit 30. And we're over the hill. This <laughs> is podcast years. No, um, so first things first, I'll mention our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can just Google Lit Gaming Arena. You can find all the places we're posted, all the all of our social media, all the good stuff going on. Um, also, we are part of the Gaming Podcast Alliance, which you can find all the other gaming podcasts that we uh, interact with at GamingPodcastAlliance.com. And also, I don't think I have anything else to say at this moment. Oh, yeah, we have a tournament coming up. September 1st. Um, at 7 Eastern time, I think. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pulled up. You mean you don't have it pulled up? <laughs> no, I mean, I have it on my computer. I just needed to. Um, so you needed to pull it up. I needed. Well, I mean, at least I didn't have to, like, type in everything. It's a $60 prize. It's going to be on September 1st, 2019 at a 12 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. So I was way off. Glad I checked. <laughs> you can find that by just searching on Battlefy, or you can join our Discord and uh, be notified that way. Yeah, com. It's a 6v6, and we're looking for up to one te- eight teams. We already have one team, so do it. And that team is Marcus playing by himself. It's Overwatch, by the way, because that's like Marcus the only is thing people all do. Six players. <laughs> but that's all that for that. Is uh, is there anybody looking forward to anything? There's like no, there's no, <laughs> there's one game coming out next week, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, which I kind of want to check out. Always heard good things about the Rebel Galaxy game, but uh, I'm excited about Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark that comes out tomorrow. Well, I mean, it came out tonight. It came out. Right now, <laughs> it's it now playing in theaters as of now. an hour ago. I still have not seen the new Quentin Tarantino movie. Anyways, is there anything, Marcus? You looking forward to anything this week? Um, uh, no. <laughs> uh, looking forward to playing some more of that uh, Fire Emblem. No, no, <laughs> no. I don't care about video games anymore. I'm into. Phone I'm games? into Alex Gray posters. Oh. 
you y'all hyped about that Tool album? No, no, I'm not. Just not Alex. Just, <laughs> it's just Alex Grant. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing I can say to make that funny. <laughs> we did it. Uh, go team. You play anything? Anybody? I played Wii Sports Resort. Why would you do that to yourself? No, because I didn't. (laughs) Um, We played the the new expansion for Trail House. Rise of Sadness. (laughs) Is that what it's really called? I thought it was like the Widow or something. Widow's Walk. Yeah, it's okay. It's game's over. Well, we didn't do the new stuff. We put all the new stuff in, but we didn't do the new haunts. Yeah, we did. It was a new haunt that no, we did. Well, it was one we haven't done, but it wasn't from the new book. I thought it was. No. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we tried, but then we didn't, so we just played regular Betrayal House. Haunt 13. Uh, it's not a bad game. It's not... I like not that me. game, but we didn't play it right. <laughs> We didn't play it right. Does anyone ever play it right? right? I thought we did a good job. No, we were doing fine. It's just... Just, uh, yeah. Just sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. And sometimes you... I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I got nothing. Remember the game Buck Hunter? Buck Hunter, yeah. You were a buck that hunted people. What? (laughs) I think I do, actually... And he would say, sometimes you get the deer, and hey, sometimes the deer gets you. <laughs> but, I, like, drunk rednecks. I vaguely remember this. I played way too much of that game. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like on the same level as, like, um, a Sneak King type game. Kind of, I, it seems like a lot of people played this, but I don't know if it was, like, one of those just, like, it came with computers or whatnot. Maybe. I don't know, I just, my dad had it, and there wasn't much to do over there, so I played a lot of, like, stupid games. Like, he he had, like, a a weird face manipulation, like, software that just let you, like, you could you could turn yourself old or stuff, or just stretch the faces. So, like, face app? <laughs> it, yeah, it was like that before that existed. Mm. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, you could import about. photos and mess with them. I messed with. It was kind of. It was kind of like you know the uh, at the beginning of Mario sixty four how you can play with Mario's face. It was kind of like yeah. that. Um, and you just make people's faces stupid and be like, "Look how stupid I made you." <laughs> <laughs> I like using the modern face app for like taking celebrity pictures that go along with like the fan fictions that I do. So like I took a picture of Severus Snape cause I wrote a Snape fan fiction and then I like edited it with face app and I did a whole bunch of like different Photoshop things on it uh, so that I could put it as an accompanying picture to my, my right, my written work. And it was fun. I enjoyed so you're, it. You're sending Severus Snape's information to the Russians then? I was gonna say, yes. I refuse to download FaceApp because of reasons. I I literally don't care. Like, I don't know. That's what they're accounting on. I don't, I don't care until you do care, until it's too late. Why is, it, why is everybody paranoid about it, exactly? 
Because data collection is real. Unless but data collection is real in the U.S. too. They must be paying me for that data. <laughs> you fam, where's my money, Facebook? Yeah, I where's bet, my money, I Facebook? Bet my, I bet all my data is still on your servers that you won't let me access now. You guys better not watch that documentary on Netflix then, because that's exactly what it talks about is data collection. It's like everywhere. It doesn't matter what country it is. It's yeah, like a worldwide and they need thing. to be paying us for data. Well... They can't just steal our data, but they're doing it anyway. But they need to pay me back pay. They get in with interest. Every time I watch something and they collect the data on something I clicked on to watch, I want them to pay me for that. I'm just going to start clicking on really terrible things. You're going to get advertised really poorly. <laughs> I can't wait for the FBI to bust down my door one day because of all the weird shit I Google when I write stuff. Well, I'm like, so I'm friends with like a lot of spanish-speaking people and people that live in mexico and now i'm starting to also get like when i listen to music on soundcloud every once in a while i get like a home depot ad in spanish i'm like they know they do know they know them now now because you said the word spanish with my phone within earshot i'm gonna now get you're, that. you're gonna yeah like i just it's freaking weird because it's like they they i don't know exactly what they're like especially for it to be soundcloud Versus, like, because I've never, like, interacted with any Spanish people until, like, fairly recently. And then now that I am, all of a sudden, like, SoundCloud thinks I'm Spanish now. And <laughs> Pinterest did that to me. I clicked on one thing that was written in Spanish, and now it thinks I want all my memes in Spanish. Yeah, I'm getting, like, I a lot of Spanish memes, too, now. And then I share them to my meme page. <laughs> See, they should have paid to know that you're Spanish. How literally half the audience <laughs> on my meme page is Spanish. <laughs> I've looked at the demographics; half of them are from Mexico. It's huh. pretty funny. Um, no, um, and then Spotify is giving me like, it's like they they see my like last name or something, and they're like, now I'm getting like uh, ads are like. Do you are you are you longing for Italia? It's you can get Direct TV and you can ex, and you can get the Italia TV channel. Bullshit! <laughs> I don't get that, and, and I have the same last name as you. I I do I get it, and this and they're like fucking because if you don't feel like you're at home, then what then then. Uh, then what are you even doing? Like something like that. It's it's not TV. It's direct TV. <laughs> and like this like really thick like Italian accent. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm like, you shouldn't have ate that spaghetti. I shouldn't, shouldn't have. Shouldn't have ordered they, that last pizza. I shouldn't have been listening now to that. Think you're Italian. <laughs> I was listening to too much Vincenzo Salvia. That's what I've been. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, that guy's Italian. We better serve him some Italian ads. Serving up some Italy. Listening to some Italo disco. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so... Has anyone else played anything? I played a little bit more of Oxygen Not Included, but not really enough to really talk, merit talking about it. It's pretty much just the same thing. Love, love that game. It's really cool. And I played more Fire Emblem. Anything else to talk about that? It's just more of the same. You um, haven't hit that time skip yet. Well, uh, stuff happened, but it's like spoiler territory. Yeah. It's a lot of spoilers. The whole game is spoilers. It can be. But 
Yeah. Stay tuned for the spoiler cast. No. I don't know. There's, there's stuff that happened that I'm just like, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about. But I am Black Eagles, and they're the best team um, Ooh. for anybody who's playing any of the other teams. I, I hear that that's a little, it's kind of a thing, people choosing their houses. It's house warfare. It's house wars. I, I like, I don't know, I, I kind of like when stupid things like this happen. <laughs> that was just kind of like a joke of like your yeah, like, weird well, team allegiance. Yeah, I remember like like with Pokemon Go that started happening, like the, yeah. the team allegiance. But then it got like really shitty where people are like spraying graf- graffiti of like their designated team. We take this neighborhood. Yeah, they're like they're spraying like their team. Like the what were the team names in fucking Pokemon Go again? Mystic. Yeah, like yeah, people like spraying like Valor, like the and- the Mystic logo on like like somewhere on a wall near a Pokestop or something. Being like really shitty, where somewhere it's, like a gym, like we control this gym, and then they tag something nearby. Like it's Team Uno Dos Trace. Moltres Zapdos and Articuno. It's red versus blue versus green. What? <laughs> Those colors are all wrong. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like yellow, red, and blue. Blue. Red versus blue versus green. <laughs> RBG. I play Borderlands. Yeah. I sure did. Mm. One or I watched, two. I watched Frost play Borderlands 2. Borderlands or Borderlands 2? Borderlands 2. We did a stream on Monday with Salty. That was the game of choice. Uh, so we're probably going to keep doing that for the next couple of weeks on uh, Mondays. What character are you? Krieg. <laughs> I like Krieg. He's he's now my favorite. I've added a new daddy to my daddy collection. <laughs> he's not a daddy. He's, I don't care. He's probably a eunuch. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Why does it fucking matter? Uh, oh my I god! Guess. I just mean like physically. I'm just saying he ain't no daddy. He doesn't. He ain't nobody no has to be an actual daddy in order to be a quote unquote daddy. I thought you did. I no, thought that was a you didn't. That's just, that's just no. That's <laughs> no. That's just. The fetish is that somebody who looks older than you or who's bigger than you or has a capability of... Like, Krieg's like 20 years old. Is he? It doesn't... Oh, daddy. <laughs> he has like a million pack. He's like 18 six packs is all in one. He's a psycho, but he's not crushing. It was fun. How far are you? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I level I'm level eleven, and I have you got to sanctuary yet? Got the sanctuary, and I've just been doing like stupid jobs. I have like a bunch of level eight, level nine jobs to do, and then I have like a level thirty job to do. <laughs> so I'm just kind of going about doing some stuff. Yeah, I assume you're. Have to do all the setup sanctuary stuff, which is really boring. Yeah, I kind of already did most of it, and then I got to because you have to like go and talk to different people to, I guess, climatize yourself to them and do their missions. Go so talk I like to Marcus and Moxie. And yeah, I did all of that. So I, I'm like Zed doing and Scooter, my favorite. <laughs> I'm doing all of their their missions. I did like the doctor's mission, and then. The Australian dude's mission. 
I'm still amazed that like you're enjoying that playing by yourself. Why? I don't know because that was boring to me. I was like, I just got so tired of wandering around having to like every every five steps I take, I have to kill something. I I don't think the game's fun alone, but that's just me. I like how quiet it is <laughs> with all those psychos screaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, cool. I did that. The music is really good. The atmosphere music. Yeah, I, they have, I really like the 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 design of the world. I like the setting. I love how it's like a just saying. Just so you know, Creek doesn't have an age. He is a playable character, gender, male, race, human mutant. Uh, group affiliates is Crimson Raiders, and then his voice actor. So they don't have his birthday or. I would assume he's in his twenties. I would not assume he's that. He looks like years old. He looks like he's been through the ringer and has been beaten up. There's pretty good. A, like his face looks like he's at least a pretty good thirty year old. There's some lore reasons of why that may be the case he's uh he he may or may not be a failed jack clone Mm -hmm. he's got the shiniest bicycle (laughs) yes (laughs) um no i really i I really like the setting of the game i i love the futuristic like i love i love the setting of like a futuristic um western but also like post-apocalyptic because of the planet they're on. Like a weird Mad Max world. Yeah. I like yeah. that there's all the companies like kind of vying for Dom. Well, some companies like Doll have left Pandora, which yeah. is real weird that there's like Doll stuff just left. Like massive cranes and whatnot. They just they just pieced out. Yep. They're like, like, fuck this planet. We're out. We're leaving all our shit here. It's a lost cause. But you can you can still get doll weapons and stuff. It's it's weird. I love the music. Yeah, the music is one of the... It has some of the best, like, soundtracks, but in terms of licensed music, like, because they didn't make anything original, really, for the game. Yeah, it's just a lot of really background stuff, atmospheric tunes, just sound cues while you're walking around, but... I mean, the first game is kind of... I first didn't like that uh, Cage the Elephant song of There Ain't No Rest for the Wicked, and now because of Borderlands, I like that song. Oh, I love that. That whole intro is really cool. I've been enjoying Borderlands. I like playing it by myself. I don't know. I like games like that where you just go and do a bunch of mini missions and you're just like roaming around. I'm plenty content. Diablo? (laughs) You like Diablo? I do like Diablo, but I haven't played that in a hot minute. It's Diablo. Uh, what well, with guns? That was like the big thing when Borderlands first came out. That was exactly they're like, yeah, it's like Diablo, but with guns. All the loot is just guns. <laughs> yep. I mean, mostly guns. And they just keep getting more and more powerful the way you, the more you go on. And I also like the stupid banter between your character and like all the other characters. Like the I like the um like the junk guy that does the cars. Scooter? Yeah, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> yeah, well, don't get too attached. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Scooter. <laughs> he reminds me of, um, God, what's his name? From Left 4 Dead 2. Oh, and you haven't met his sister yet, have you? Is she? Ellie. No. She's big. I haven't. She's met. real big. Okay. Like, real big. Okay. And they did kind of, they did that weird art thing where, like, the bigger you are, the smaller legs you have. <laughs> like, little tiny stumps of legs. Which is weird. Like, uh, 
Ellie and Scooter are the son and daughter of Moxie. I don't know these characters yet. There's a lot of shit I have to brush up on. You've met Mad Moxie. She runs the bar. Oh, is she the one with the little hat? The hat and like the white face paint. I I wasn't I wasn't able to talk to her. She just stood there and stared at me. She's she was like a quest giver in the first game. Mm. I mean Scooter was also in the first game. Poor TK Baja was in the first game, but he's dead. That they kind of make some references to that. (laughs) That he's gone. Zed was in the first game as well. Which is interesting. I'm curious if Zed will be in the next game. Cause I don't know. They did he's got weird story stuff that's bizarre, but he he wasn't in pre sequel, which I mean that pre sequel was before too, but he wasn't in it. I can hear you breathing into the microphone. I know. It's cause I was like eating He was a zombie. I was like eating the microphone. I'm like leaning my face on it. It's like a it's not a face. They strangely canonized the DLC, so that means the zombie island of Dr. Ned was real. Okay. I have no idea what any of this means. <laughs> when I finish Borderlands 2, I will come to you for my next assignment, okay? <laughs> well, you already screwed up. Well, I didn't. You already I played what did, was available. You, you did it weird. You should have done pre-sequel first. I, w- <laughs> I don't have the pre-sequel. I did, it, I did what you, was available. You, you do have it. Oh, I don't. I had Borderlands 2. That's what Ooh, I had. How did you? What? It was on, it was a deal, and I got it, like, a while ago, and I, I just like, had it. The Handsome Collection... Is, get, costs they, money. <laughs> they gave that away for free on PlayStation, and then they also gave... The Handsome Collection's also free on Well, Frost on keeps forgetting to log into the PlayStation and getting the free games. I don't have... <laughs> okay, it's just... I don't know. The Handsome Collection has both pre-sequel and two, and... Yeah, we don't I'll have put to. I'll put the caveat of all DLC because the uh, Commander Lilith DLC was free, but now cost money, <laughs> um, which screwed some people. Also, no. I made the I made like I wanted to play two because I was afraid that one was too da- outdated for me. Well, one, well, yeah, you don't have to play one. The pre sequel came out after two came out. Yeah, the pre sequel technically looks a lot better than two. Mm. Um. I still would have suggested playing one the, first. Be- yeah, so the pre-sequel takes place between one and two. One and pre-sequel are drastically different from two, and I feel two, it, two was an entry point for a lot of people, but I feel that made them sour on one and pre-sequel, people that essentially only played two, because two is just fundamentally at its core is really different from the other two. Um, like, the damages get to ridiculous heights. Um because in one you're doing about you'll be doing about like five six k is at the end game, and then in pre sequel you'll be doing like you know like fifty k hundred k in there. Um, in Borderlands two you'll be hitting like well over a million. Why does it matter? It, it just the numbers get just ridiculous. The damage scaling gets ridiculous. Ultimate Vault Hunter mode is like really kind of ruined me on the game because it's like too ridiculous imagine on ultimate volt hunter mode you're shooting somebody in the head with a machine gun that shoots at like basically the speed of light <laughs> and you reload at the speed of light and oh each- man am i tell you what the, the reload times right now are fucking killing me and imagine each shot is doing like 
five six million damage on a headshot so you're getting criticals like left and right now imagine that's doing not even a speck of damage and then this this psycho because your health doesn't really get too much higher and your shields don't get too much higher that they just hit you and kill you instantly okay that it's like all your shield gets blasted off and your health is gone because your health doesn't get too high but your shields will be in the millions but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because it'll just one shot it nice because, yeah, they're doing billions of damage, too. Um, which, that was just when I was playing. So, cap level was, like, level 50 or so. Um, yeah, now, like, cap level, I think, is 85. Because mm-hmm. all the DLC and updates. I mean, even if you don't have the DLC, the cap's way up. Cap but, level 6,000. Which I imagine would be ridiculous to, like, go back to a former difficulty when you are max level and one-shot literally everything. Because <laughs> that became kind of my conundrum, is things, like, one level higher than me were, like, impossible to kill. Things my level were all right to kill, and the things one level below me, I would kill in, like, one hit. Because the exponential scaling was so ridiculous. But, I don't know, there, there's a lot of elements of two that, like are just different it's like just i don't know how to explain it other than without potentially ruining things but it's just really different and pre-sequel and one are more analogous and similar but i don't know i i like one more i like borderlands one a lot more than borderlands two really but i kind of had a bad experience with two so that's why I'm replaying it. Yay. So Yay. Because I've also been playing some Borderlands 2. I'm almost at the end of playthrough 1. And then I gotta do playthrough 2. I Ooh. watched that video with Krieg and Maya where he lay. <laughs> Turn around, trailer. pretty lady. <laughs> oh my god. I'm the conductor of the poop train. <laughs> Last words out of your mouth would have been poop train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the best. Have you seen the Borderlands 3 trailer with the, uh, they use, I was a little offended by it, but that's because they use the same song uh, from the, uh, the old Smash Brothers trailer. Uh Uh-uh. With the, like, where they're holding hands and then they're beating the crap out of each other. (laughs) No, I haven't seen that, I don't think. Okay, but then, yeah, this trailer, it's really good, but it just, I was like, that song's permanently, it's Smash Brothers forever. (laughs) Triggered. It, that commercial, that Smash Brothers commercial's iconic. I might just, okay. What? I've never seen it. What? Mm. Justin? I don't recall. What? (laughs) I gotta play this now. No, we're going to copyright strike us. You're breaking my heart. On the podcast. You're breaking my heart. Does anyone else have any other games to talk about? Um, no, no. All right, we're going to go take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hello? Is anybody here? Uh, hold on, hold on, I'm coming. Oh, I, I see you liked my bell over there. Yeah, it's a nice bell. Um, Do you have any games or something that we could play just to pass the time? I think I've got exactly what you're looking for. 
Missing Role Player Found brings you another odd adventure in Odd Doggies, where characters from our SAO campaign and a special guest from Lit Gaming Arena play a Dungeons and Doggies module in 5th edition. Join us every Sunday for the next part in this awesome adventure, up until we go back to sort our online odd this September. All right, welcome back, and we're going to roll right into our community engagement section. I don't. Do you have a name for this segment? Because I don't. I don't have a good name for it. The, uh, the community. Community. Dan Harmon's community. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, so I'll, um, I'll, I, I do these questions of the week, and then we read the comments that we get on them and or questions or whatever. Um, so if you want to participate, just keep an eye out on our Twitter at Lake Gaming Arena and keep an eye out for the question of the week. And then you can just answer it or retweet uh, and we'll read it and give you a shout out on the podcast. That's that's easy. That's all you have to do. It's pretty simple. There's n- nothing else involved. Um, also, if you like retweet it too, then other people can see it and you can get more people we have more comments just i want to get to the point where we actually have to choose not to read some of them because we'll be here for eight hours recording comments or we'll just record all all the comments for eight hours who knows it's gonna be the new podcast (laughs) the new podcast which is comment community yeah the comment corner plus some video games (laughs) uh so yeah so this week I asked, "What do you think of the new Pokemon for Sword and Shield?" How do you, how do you feel about these new Pokemon? Um, new Pokemon's. He's hangry. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was just like scrolling through Twitter, and I just I went through every once in a while I'll check like the trending tags, and I just happened to see Pokemon Sword and Shield as a trending hashtag. It's like, why is that trending right now? So I click on it. I see this fucking wheezing with like a six foot tall chimney stick and his mustache and a smoke mustache. It's pretty great. Oh, so this is a wheezing, right? Like it's like the yes, like how they did the Alola. It's the, the Alo- Galar region, so okay. it's a Galar form. Okay, I was yeah, like how they did the the Raichu Lola version, the Alolan. Alo- yeah, yeah. That was because I was like, because I also wouldn't have complained if it was just like an evolution of wheezing. And the, just he just grows like a giant chimney stack. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like these because they're like redesigned. There's some of the old Pokemon that are cool that I do like that they're getting kind of redesigned in a way or reimagined in a way and getting yeah. new stuff and new typing and new moves and stuff. Like I liked the right the Alolan Raichu that's on like uses his tail like a surfboard and psychic electric. Yeah, and like there's like that whole like weird like form changing thing uh, with this one. I can't remember what Pokemon There, there are other Pokemon that do form changes like that, but yeah, this one has full belly and hangry. Um, and one of its moves changes based on that. Um, but yeah, there have been other mons that kind of do that. So, cause Darmanitan. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Well, so first, our first comment here is from geek freaks podcast at geek freaks pod. Uh, love Kvork, Kvork Knight, Korvignight, Korvignight, um, and he said that, uh, at Altered Universe 1, and I discussed these guys in one of his latest episodes, um, if I could have any of them as a pet, it would totally be Korvignight, 
he would also be a cool mount as in an MMO. Uh, that does look pretty cool. Crow-looking badass Pokemon. Yeah, he looks cool. <clears throat> yeah, there's some definitely weird ones, like the weird creamy... Cre- the, the cream-looking one. Yeah. And then there's the, the cotton ball. When he's gigantic... When he's in his uh, Dynamax form, or what is it called? Because there, there's Dynamax, and then there's, like, the even bigger than Dynamax one. There's bigger than Dynamax? I yeah. thought Dynamax was supposed to be the biggest. No, there's another thing. Oh, my God. Um, Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, because I thought the whole mechanic with this was Dynamaxing, which is, like, just enormous Pokemon. There's Dynamax and then Gigantamax. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? Um, which, Gigantamax is kind of like... I see it a little like Mega. It's it's almost like a Mega version of Dynamax. Huh. But that whipped cream becomes like a topping on like a giant cake. Oh, my God. Uh, then there's like one that looks like a piece of, a chunk of coal. Some weird stuff. Yeah, because Gigantamaxing uh, changes a Pokemon's size and appearance. Then we got one that's like a straight up dragon with like, it looks like a flare gun off the, sitting above its head it's just like a robot dragon some weird stuff but let's see I'll find some more comments here um so we have what is a podcast which they are at what is a underscore podcast i like them a lot there hasn't been a bond revealed yet that i ha- that i've disliked wish we could see the starter evolutions though which supposedly leaked Really? I haven't seen oh, anything Oh, you didn't yet. see them? Oh. Um, yeah, the uh, Grookey um, gets like a giant drum. Th- these are, once again, like rumored leaks, which may or may not be true, but Grookey turns into something that has like a giant drum, hmm. which makes sense because he has like kind of like a yeah. little drumstick. A little uh, drummer. Yeah, and then the score bunny turns, which is already kind of like a soccer bunny, turns like into just a big like soccer playing bunny. <laughs> like a flaming uh ball um and sobble what was his thing he becomes like a weird snit spy thing <laughs> yeah i'm like I, I don't fucking know they when i looked at them earlier it was just like i don't they look believable but still don't know if it's real or not but usually these things leak ahead of time anyway so it's probably yeah. accurate oh and uh s- only certain specific species of mons can Gigantamax, but all mons can Dynamax. Huh, it's weird. And that's probably because of the appearance change. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so we had a we have a comment from Shark Select Podcast at Shark Select Pod. They have put me off of getting a switch for the new Pokemon. They are too silly for me. The and new mons. Yeah, that huh. comes from I'm I'm assuming that's Stu. I think Stu from Shark Select operates the main. Uh, the main Twitter handle. Um, I really like how these ones look. They remind me of the X and Y ones. I wasn't too hot on the Sun and Moon ones, despite the fact I did like the Alolan. I like yeah older Mons. Like I still like the uh, Executor Alolan with his long neck. Yeah, as <laughs> dragon type. Uh, and then we have a comment from Grief Burrito at Grief Burrito that fucking wheezing. Ha ha ha. Also, the crow was awesome. <laughs> I just, I don't, know, I, I, I hate trying to fake laughter for when I'm trying to read someone's ha- laughing. <laughs> so ha, 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 you got ha ha ha. You have to read it like uh, Did, Titus yeah. from <laughs> Final Fantasy X. Um, then our uh, comment from Jamie, uh, just Jamie Dean, our listener from Australia. 
I don't mind the designs, but Pokemon designs in general have been getting a bit more extreme and garish for a few generations now, leaning more and more into Digimon territory than the more subdued natural designs of earlier gens that I preferred. And I was just like, Marcus would say that Pokemon turning into Digimon would be the best case scenario. No, no. (laughs) Actually, quite the opposite. But I do agree with him, uh, especially with Sun and Moon. The Ultra Beast, like, I'm straight up like the Ultra Beast that they introduced in Sun and Moon, they're just Digimon. Like, (laughs) the buff Skeeto that they made, I was like, all these are just, they're Digimon. Um, I, like I said before, I do feel this region, like the Galar region is a little bit closer to, uh, X and Y, which X and Y had a pretty good set of mods. I felt, um, he went on to say that there are plenty of original designs that were bonkers, but even they looked like they could actually exist in the context of the world. But for, for me, the designs in recent gens have started to look outlandish, even in that world context, just my opinion. Hey, I mean, I'm sure they're still doing the same stuff they always were. There's going to be, like, an ice cream cone <laughs> and keys. Um, Keymon. Who can forget Garbador. He was just a trash bag. trash can. <laughs> and trash cans. Um, Rodom straight up was, like, a refrigerator. He had, like, a refrigerator mode. Um, I don't Some know. weird stuff. I mean, in... I feel like all of this just comes from Polygon or Porygon. <laughs> they're, they're all just spawns of Porygon. Just think. corruptions of Porygon. <laughs> well, I mean, there's always... And Pokemon's really formulaic, so I do see that the designs had to get a little bit more outlandish as they went. And even kind of weird, because... I mean, right now they just announced the... Uh, there's always, like, the weird, like, Pikachu equivalent. The, like, weird mouse Pokemon. Yeah. Which they've shown for this region now. Um, but like, it's like, there's been, uh, like the positive and negative one, um, Minin and I can't remember the other one. And there's been like Dedene and, uh, there's always a mouse one. There's always a freaking, <laughs> there's like the flying squirrel thingy. Yeah. I, um, I, I, the only ones I don't like are the ones that are clearly inanimate, inanimate objects that are Pokemon. Those ones always bug me. I prefer those to the humanoid ones. Oh, well, you I'm don't like not, Mr. Mime? I'm fine with Mr. Mime and, like, Jinx and, like, Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan. <laughs> and even, like, uh, even Machamp, like, that whole yeah. evolution line. Like, I'm fine with all those, but ones like Conkleder. Yeah. And, I mean, that list kind of, there, there's quite a few other weird ones. I mean, I usually mostly cite Conkleder. He's weird. Like, I mean, I'm fine, like, as far as, like, object-type ones, like, I like Magneto. Like Magneto? Or, <laughs> I don't know why I said Magneto. The X-Men? <laughs> um, Magnetron. Megatron? No. <laughs> uh, um, um, Optimus Prime? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like those, but they're just... Shouldn't it have been Megtrio? Megtrio. Yeah. <laughs> Was it three? Was it three? Yeah, yeah, it was. You got, that, dig, you got Diglett. Doug, yeah, Diglett. And, Dig, and then Doug Trio. And then you have like... They should have like... Done, is there an upgrade or is there an evolution of Doug Trio? Not yet. There he should be he like, did have an Alolan form with hair. They they need a they need an evolution of Doug Trio where it's like 10 of them and it's just Doug Squad. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I mean you have... Or uh, Dig Squad. You have Doe Duo and Doe Trio. No. <laughs> but... Yeah. yeah, the Uno Dos Trace. Mag- Magnemite. Was it Magnemite? That was a single yes, one? Yes, Magnemite. Magnemite and then Mag- 
Megatron or Megaton. It's Megaton, I think. Yeah, and which he had a an evolved form too. Yeah, Megaton, and but he has a Magnazone, oh, okay. which is beyond that, which is really weird looking. I don't know if you've seen that one. Mm, I haven't. Just like how they gave a Electabuzz an evolved form to yeah. Electivire, they even gave Magmar one, Magmodar. Yeah, I like. I'm a fan of Voltorb and uh, uh, <laughs> Electrobe. <laughs> And their penchant for blowing Electro. up. <laughs> well, and then I I really like uh, Geodude and his whole line all the way to Golem. Even though I know like haha, he's like how do you feel about Cubone? That he's the saddest Pokemon. Where does he get that? Where's his mom's Where, skull? Where's his mom? Like so are is every so every cube what every Cubone is missing its mom? Like every there's Cubone been ever. a theory which it's. I think it's been debunked now, but there was always a theory that uh, it, it was a like child Genghis Khan. That could because you know how Genghis sense. Khan has like the little yeah. kid that it was like yeah the essentially the mom died and that it was the the child and became a Cubone. So then a Cubone could evolve into. <laughs> I don't know. That's been like a weird yeah thing. That, that's kind of like a, there's a continuity error where every single cubone has is wearing its mom's skull the, well I, I mean a lot of the gen one stuff creates weird issues because they did gender-based mons oh yeah before they like introduced actual gender stuff like yeah so because because there's like there's these ones are clearly a male and these ones are clearly female because they included it in the name but then after that they're like oh yeah every every pokemon has the Unless it's genders, like a legendary, yeah, because yeah. yeah, legendary mons are like genderless. Well, not all that they're frogs. There, there are a few that can breed. They're Alex Jones <laughs> frogs. <laughs> it's <laughs> le- legendary frogs. Legendary frogs. Frog, uh, frogs are legendary mons. So we have a few more comments to read here uh, from Charles Walker. At Fallen Monk D20. I'm digging it so far. I don't like the limiting of Pokemon and Dynamax. Seems like an unnecessary gimmick, but the game itself seems fine. You know, all those. I agree with all of that. Like, the. It is. I mean, this is like a third generation of gimmick. So that's kind of been my thing with yeah. it. I, I've talked about that ad, ad nauseum yeah. at this point, but. I don't know. It's I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it. Pretty much everybody's going to be in that boat. I know they've been trying to get a boycott going, like the Reddit communities and everything. Like There's been people trying to get boycotts for this game. There have been people dogging on the graphics of this game and like all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. It's It looks better than all the 3DS games. Yeah. It's... It's no it, Breath it, of the Wild, but... It I sucks mean, that they're limiting the decks, but I think that's becoming a necessary thing. That's like, yeah, it's more it's more of a, more of an issue. Like, like I have a friend who's on ex- the opposite side of that, um, and I don't... I, I, I don't... I'm not going to say it doesn't suck, because they... Especially since they had... They introduced PokeBank and introduced the idea of, like, all your Pokemon will travel with you, and even the idea of, like, maybe you had, like a parent that had like their Charizard from when they were a kid and they want to pass it on to their children. But it doesn't work in this game. Sorry. Yeah. So it seems a little like shitty dumb to get yeah. rid of that at this point. But but at the same time, it's just like you're expecting them to make so many Pokemon. There's I, so many of them now. 
I don't know. I mean, it's they've always dumped in all the work before, so I I don't think it's too far fetched to ah Pokemon um, but to <laughs> expect them to do that again and again and again and again. But I'm more or less they. I know they want to take Pokemon in kind of a different direction and do different things and new things and maybe they're, they're, they're creating instances where they might create a completely new thing or a new mechanic or something just so radically different that you it's going to make everything obsolete. Paper Pokemon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon RPG? I'd play that. Uh, I'd play all those games. Po- po- Pokemon Kart? Poke Kart? That's a lot of characters. <laughs> That'd be a big Pokecart roster. Um, Pokemon Crossing. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> All your Pokemon move in as your neighbors. Oh. And you catch them with Pokemon. You're just hanging out in Pellet Town. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's strong arguments both for and against. I'm kind of more like, we'll wait and see. I, I feel this is something I'll eventually double back on, to be honest. I think they'll eventually be like, ah, fine, everything goes. <laughs> I, we'll work on it fine i still think it's like a you, you dug your own grave because yeah. the, it's the gimmicks yeah, I, the, I think yeah. that's more what it is it's just like it's not necessarily the pokemon it's like okay now we got to incorporate and make it so megas work and like yeah. z moves like what about those and dynamaxing like all that stuff can't really go forward and then people are going to be mad if that's just axe so i think it's kind of easier to just axe those mons in a way i say just axe the gimmicks it's it, it, it's hard <laughs> but that's me if I they axe really all the gimmicks it. then what do they do just make more mons yeah, they've I been guess. doing that for like the last 20 it's plus years a lot of mons too many mons and the generations have gotten smaller and they like i said they, the generations are constantly less mons on the whole and i think that's what kind of why i think how they're going back and redesigning old mons and making like the galar region mons and the alolan region like forms of older mons they evolved differently to adapt it's kind of a smart thing plus then they're not taxed with like creating so many new mons that people aren't gonna like and people don't it takes a lot for people to actually end up liking mons because i know it feels like every time there's a new batch of mons announced, people are really tepid on them. They don't like certain ones. They arguably hate on them a lot. And it's not until you like play the game that you grow kind of an affinity for them. Yeah, there's always tons of hate for their, the new generation until the game comes out. They're like, oh, these are awesome. Yeah, and it's just suddenly... Because I know like Klefki was one that people like hated on, and now people really like Klefki, so... It's fucking inanimate objects, man. <laughs> I just can't... I can't do it. I know I haven't played a proper Pokemon game in a while. I tried to get into one of the remakes that the heart what was the most recent remake of gold and silver heart gold soul silver. Yeah. I tried playing one of those and I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not, just not into this anymore. It's a lot better for me back in the mm-hmm. day when all I had was a game boy color. So I still really like Pokemon games. I'm definitely not as big on them as a lot of people. I know like people I actually know, are real hot on Pokemon, um, and they're obviously mad about kind of some of the changes, but I don't know. It's it's Pokemon. It's I I kind of pop in and out whenever I feel like it. Do you know if in this one are they going with like the let's go Pikachu or whatever, like the same thing where they're they got rid of the whole idea of random encounters while walking through the tall grass? Like yes, you just see the Pokemon um, sitting there that spawned, and you can go and yes, you you see all the Mons on the map. So, I and like, you can run I like into that because that's just they like, didn't do the 
you don't just throw pokeballs. You, there's actual combat to, involved yeah. and weakening mons and all that. So okay, it's more so it's traditional. Like, so it's traditional, but then they still have the whole. You can see you. I just I didn't like the random encounter stuff. I mean, after a while, it's just like, can, can I just get from point A to point B, please? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's a. Uh, it, that's become an interesting conversation on the whole because I still think random battles and stuff have their place and there's something about them that I have a, like a lot of nostalgia for because a lot of obviously JRPGs of the past had random battles and I don't know there, there, there's still some charm to that for me but I know a lot of games now and especially in the JRPG scene are just going with like no the enemies appear and then you like run into them and fight them or they're all on the map i remember the first game that i remember doing that um at least in a in a way that it was like a jrpg and that i remember in a big way that thinking like oh man that's so cool was uh xenosaga of like oh there's like you actually see the mob that you run into it still would you know make the screen all like and you'd go into a battle but I don't know. It's wasn't it the the, the Final Fantasy Seven like that too, or or is it like special ones where where you could see them on the Seven's like fully random battles, like okay. all the time. I know I that was uh, one I of one thought, of Jamie's biggest complaints about that. Because <laughs> I always just thought battles. that like there were there was at some point you would on, on the overworld you could see just like a weird shaped object on the map, and if you went to it, it was just like you now you're fighting a boss thing. <laughs> yeah, for a few of them. Okay. But for the most part, there was, there was a lot of random encounters, which, like I said, I think those have their place. And to some people who really had good times with games like that in their past, it's like kind of a, a fun reminder <laughs> where um, we came from. But anyway, um, we should read more comments. I, I kind of... <laughs> so we have one last comment here from Amaterasu for Smash. And they are at... The underscore coolest 118 or 118. All of the designs for the new Pokemon revealed so far have, in my opinion, been really good. I don't think any of them have been particularly bad. So it seems like there's more positive than negative that we've received comments for in this. Those are this last comment. So, in fairness, they haven't shown anything particularly bad, super <laughs> stupid. And I say that with once again referring to like something like Clef Key, where yeah. it's like it's keys or. I forget the name of the mon, but for Sun and Moon, there was one that was a sandcastle. <laughs> so they haven't shown us anything like that. Yeah, so no. maybe once something like that rears its head, people might change their mind. Cut the cotton ball was close. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's been other cotton balls. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So now we're done with that section. So yeah, um, give I'll kind of tweet at all those people that participated next week and thank them for participating and then we'll have another question next week so just keep an eye out for that and you can get your comment read on the podcast but now we're gonna go into the top news as soon as i get my top news open up feedly all right okay so i think okay first news rocket league is ditching loot boxes no more loot boxes in rocket league which I don't know how I feel about that. I didn't mind the loot box system in Rocket League because the way they had the whole thing set up is that you could still get a decent amount of stuff um, for your car just playing the game without paying anything. 
And this sounds like they're just going to like a store format where you can see what you're buying, which I mean, obviously they're now owned by Epic. So it makes sense that they're just going to make it more like the Epic store, which sucks for people like me that don't just put extra money into games because I still have a default skin in Fortnite because like you just you just don't get anything in Fortnite hardly at all for playing the game um, without paying for like the battle pass or buying the cosmetic stuff. Like there's there's just nothing there. So I imagine Rocket League's gonna go the same way. So I'm just gonna probably just not get any more cool looking stuff for my car anymore, which is gonna suck for me. But I mean, you should have paid the dollar. Should should have paid the. But no. <laughs> uh, there, I, I mean, ov- overall, I don't think it's that's I don't I it's not a whole lot to really complain. It's just me being petty because I was getting stuff for free or before, but now I'm not gonna get stuff for free. I mean, that's that that's just me assuming. But um, they've uh, you see companies out there like EA that are like petitioning governments and begging to be able to still do loot boxes and being like oh it's not they're not loot boxes they're surprise mechanics they're it's a surprise it's like a it's like a a a toy surprise or fun surprise whatever they're calling those things like a kinder egg yeah and i but then you look at epic and fortnite who doesn't do loot boxes and look how much fucking money they're making. They're making shitloads of money. And they're not doing loot boxes. So, I mean, I think that says something. That obviously this non-loot box model might actually work to make a whole lot of money. It really might, but who knows. The, I don't know. This is, I don't really play Rocket League, so I'm not really part of the fandom. So I don't know the fans' reaction of this. But how they were doing it before was pretty, pretty shite, pretty shite. I didn't mind it. I got lots of free stuff and I didn't have to pay a dime. Well, <laughs> that's the problem. They're not making money off you. <laughs> now they're going to have to make money off of me, but they're not still because I'm not paying for shit. I'm a cheap ass. I don't know. The, the, I, I really hate the season pass. Yeah, well, Mo- model they, ba- battle pass, battle pass. See, and the thing is, like, I comparing like when I look at like the Fortnite ba- season battle pass, like there's hardly anything on the free model. Like it's mostly just like, oh, here's extra XP. But when you look at the Rocket League one, it's just like there's still a lot of stuff that they're giving away for free with that season, that season pass. So I don't, I don't know. But they're saying that if you have an existing loot box, um, they'll basically give you like the like an equivalent item or something like that or if you have keys they'll refund you the money or something like that to make make good on the fact that they're going to get rid of that whole system so all that stuff will be irrelevant but i don't know at the same time the way they were doing things before like when they did like the special events like this like how they have the radical summer going on right now and there's specific loot boxes for that event that you can unlock and they contain items that are only for this event so it's like it gives it a whole different level of like um uniqueness on rarity because like oh only the people that played during the event were able to get these items but it seems like in right now i think you can trade items i don't and it sounds like you won't be able to going forward after this who knows but because i don't think you can trade items in fortnite or skins. I have no idea. I'm just, I don't think you can, and I'm sure that they're just going to go the same way. 
So have you seen any of the uh, the the fallout of this Ooblets uh, ordeal? Oh boy, it's a mess. It's a big old mess. And even Epic is like, so let's see if I can. I I asked someone to kind of sum up the events for me on Facebook because they had been posting about it because I thought it was something different at first with this whole exclusivity. Okay, so first. <laughs> One of the first things that they had said, this was in the hard drive hangout. Um, well, it looks like Ooblets is off the rails now. For those who don't know, Ooblets was going to be a cross between Stardew Valley and Pokemon, if I understand correctly. And it, I was actually quite keen on it releasing. But yesterday, Too Long Didn't Read, they are Epic Game Store exclusive now. And the way they're treating their community breaks my heart. As someone who's hoping to get into the industry, seeing devs that treat legitimate questions like this with such arrogance really sets me off. And so there's like a big post from the uh, there's someone so basically someone had said that they they're 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 Malaysian they saved up a lot of money to get the game to pre-order the game or was it a Kickstarter or was I can't remember I think it was a Kickstarter yeah so they they put the money in for the game and then now they're um, they went to the they they announced the whole Epic Game Store exclusivity. And so this person asked whether the game will be given to Patreon patrons who uh, financially. So it is a pa- it's a, it was a Patreon. Uh, so people that supported the long term. To be frank, I would still pay the upfront price if I had to. If I had to, I had an appreciation for the game. But since the game is ex- Epic exclusive, will patrons have to pay upfront when the game launches? I ask this because Epic Game Store does not support my country's currency yet, and at the same time. I would like to have this game at launch for my son and even myself to experience. I need to know whether if I need to plan financially or not for this game. The transfer rate from USD to uh, MYR is 1.4 plus. If it keeps continuing as the Patreon now, <clears throat> if it keeps continuing as a Patreon now until the release and find myself in a financial pickle, I won't be able to afford the game on Epic Game Store at launch. Um, and there's some exchanges in there, but then this evidently this comes in from someone that was working for the company saying, my dudes, no amount of difficult life experiences makes it okay to man- to demand that you get a game. It's like, well, this person was supporting you via Patreon. Like, I thought those people were as, supposed to get the game. As far as I know, this game is being worked on by two people. Yeah. And... This is this is a real complicated matter because they're when they announced that they were going going Epic Store exclusive, that was written really poorly. But once again, it was written by one of the two devs working on this, and it was really written like in a like J.K. like haha yeah kind of like like oh you guys know this whole rigmarole um yeah it, it wasn't intended to come off that way but it did. Yeah, and they're not allowing their so this they're, they're basically they're straight up anyone that was supporting their Patreon still has to buy the game at launch. Well, and then this, which is like a big fuck you, really. All of that is shitty, but in retrospect, people were ridiculously nasty to these people in hindsight that may have had zero involvement with the Patreon. Were probably maybe not even interested in the game just got swept up in all the drama and basically it's basically one of those situations where the zeitgeist kind of dictated like we should be mad at these people go bully these people and yeah then people did 
Um, it sucks for this Malaysian person who was legit screwed and the best they got was, uh, oops, sorry. Like, that always sucks. I wish games like this, which, I, I don't know, I don't really know all the legal mumbo-jumbo that goes into being an Epic Game Store exclusive and selling on other platforms. And maybe, in, in this case, not necessarily... I know a lot of people are... It seems like most people are just in the uh, Steam camp, but... I would be more for like, hey, if they're on a Patreon or if they have a website of their own and if they had maybe a way to host or send files on their own, just having a DRM free version that they yeah. were able to sell to you would be cool. Yeah, um, but, but that's being hopeful in this case, I guess. It really is. But like um, I said, I don't know if that's it. It probably isn't the case, but I'm sure there's something with signing into an Epic Game Store exclusive, quote unquote that prevents you from even doing that and having a DRM free version that's sold through your site. So there's, there's a, there's a post here that says that, um, they decided, they decided to announce the exclusivity in a blog post. Like you said, um, from the get go, they began addressing their audience with a condescending tone and branding people who would potentially disagree with their decisions as gamers, toxic and all the other negative buzzwords you might think of. Afterwards, they decided to further ridicule anyone critical of their decision as not having their priorities in life set straight and suggested directing their energy towards solving climate change or human rights abuses. I really can't. <laughs> and this, then the person kind of goes off here. But then to end this all, I'd like to give developers some advice. Use that exclusivity money to hire someone to do your PR for you because you've proven that you're incapable of doing it yourself. I mean, and this nothing... This isn't necessarily my words directed at the Ooblets developer. Actually, that game looked really good. Um, every time I've seen it, I've been really interested because I like Pokemon, clearly, and I like farming games. Like, I like farming simulators. I love stuff like Harvest Moon. So this game was, like, right up my alley. But I'm using the same logic that uh, lawyers will tell you that is, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, don't... it. Anything you say will typically dig you a bigger hole. So yeah. it's simpler to just shut the fuck up. I mean, and people who kind of exhibited this, uh, which is relevant uh, to news, um, is uh, Sean Murray. <laughs> yeah. Of like, yeah, he just disappeared. Holy fuck, did their whole dev team like fall off the face of the earth? Yeah. And you didn't hear shit from them until they had updates. And then they put out some really that like I like I keep saying like. Uh, no Man's Sky probably has the best redemption arc out of any game <laughs> yeah. post launch because that shit hit the fan when that game game came out and everyone was like, "Where the fuck is Sean Murray? Where's Sean Murray? Where where's Hello Games? No one's talking to us. <laughs> what the fuck?" And then they then then magically they made the game really good. <laughs> I mean, and I'm still. I, I think I've said this before, but I can say it again. I can't say it enough that I, I bought No Man's Sky at full price, and I I don't regret my purchase, but I didn't walk into this expecting something more than what it was. Yeah. I got my 30, 40 hours out of it of just, like, space travel at the time. That was, like, it was fun just doing space travel, harvesting shit, fixing my ship, uh, exploring different planets, seeing shit, and naming stuff. That all took a ridiculous amount of time, but I know, like people are treating that game like a platform so it's kind of like minecraft i'm not super into uh games that don't give you really an aim 
So I like I've never really played Minecraft, but I don't think I would enjoy it too much because yeah, it's kind of aimless. It's just like very aimless, a like giant toolbox. There, <laughs> Minecraft was an interesting one because they reached a point where he was like, "Well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned." The game is feature complete, so I want to release it as a 1.0, but I can't really do that without some sort of like final boss. So then they just kind of hacked a, hacked something together. I was like, "Here's the end dragon. You got to go fight this dragon." And that be then congratulations, you beat the game. It just felt so like slapped together, and I'm like, not really deserving of a 1.0 release. But I mean, he just not just wanted to be done with the project because he never meant to get this big and yeah <laughs> yeah it spiraled out of control um, i mean he left development and left it in the hands of someone else for a long time and eventually ended up selling the whole company to microsoft and that's where we are now see and that's actually why i kind of prefer something like dragon quest builders because it actually is more like quest oriented yeah it's still minecraft it's basically minecraft but it's just like build houses and stuff and like expand your land and get, make like make an area for a blacksmith make an area for this like and you know just it, it gives me a direction and what to do and then i can do whatever task in any way i want but but like i said that's kind of what mr hello games kind of did i don't know that game's expanded in such a ridiculous way and is like I think so far way beyond what they even they have even ever pictured the game to be. Yeah, no kidding. And now there's another expansion coming out in two weeks. It's looks really fun. Good. Yeah, it's got. They had a nice new trailer with its, yeah, its just, full VR and fuck. expanded multiplayer. Yeah, I might have to hop back into. That. <laughs> I don't know. That game's gorgeous, but I almost want to get it on the Xbox now because I have it on the PlayStation, but I don't use my PlayStation that much. I just want to play it on the Xbox. I don't know. That game's good. I, it's a good game. I recommend it to pretty much anyone that wants to. It's it's really relaxing to play, in my opinion. I think it's a really relaxing game, except for like if you happen to just um, land on a planet where all the every, uh, the the drones are classified as frenzied. I <laughs> then that's not a good time. But <laughs> well, I also think uh, I know. Uh, Kind of a buzzword that surrounded this game in particular was, uh, is it a game that respects your time? Is that what I always heard? Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, I would say no. <laughs> but at the same time, like, there are plenty of games that don't that people dump. Like, you could argue, once again, Minecraft or yeah. ter Terraria or... Terraria. I mean, it, a lot of these games, Factorio, any, any game that's a massive, like time sink of a thousand plus hours where it's like yeah it to and it would be to accomplish like i mean realistically nothing like at the end of the day it's like what was the purpose of this oh i just did a dumb thing like yeah um so would i say that like no man's sky respects your time not exactly would but the same way does wow respect your time <laughs> not really <laughs> yeah I think the best addition to No Man's Sky was the the uh, freight the freighters you could buy. Just the fact that you can actually build into them and well, kind I mean, of even make all the cargo space, even all the building that stuff wasn't really there. Yeah, in that's, the original game either. No, yeah, so. that was like that was one of the expansions was having a cargo ship that you can store stuff on. So <laughs> yeah, good that, stuff. That game's far from what it originally was. But back to the Oblitz dumpster fire. Um, so <laughs> in response to the announcement, um, so Tim, as this, this is Tim Sweeney from Epic 
In response to community feedback, I have reviewed the tone of the Ooblets exclusivity announcement and wish to make the following official statement. It was awesome. What, what was awesome? Their statement? The, the tone of their statement. Huh. Yeah. People complained about the tone of the statement it, of the announcement. Like I said, it's really written like, haha, JK, like, yeah. you know, it, it's really just like, guess what, guys? We're going epic exclusive essentially pointed in a way that like you guys already knew we were probably going to do that and we did and screw you to anybody who got screwed by this um yeah yeah it's written really poorly um, <laughs> this guy says tim sweeney is a certified douchebag almost everything that rich asshole says is bad <laughs> yes um yep. this guy another guy i'm telling you gamergate 2 electric boogaloo because it wasn't enough of a mess last time in, in fairness, in Ooblet's defense, which isn't a super defense, it's not a very defensible point, but I can't imagine, like, like I said, this seems like it's very hot in that uh, there's a lot of internet drama surrounding this and a lot of people seeming to care about this, but realistically, how many people did this affect that it going exclusive? It can't be a whole lot. Uh, not to be reductive of anybody yeah. who is excited and did get screwed uh person in malaysia uh, this guy says what's happening is that the ooblets devs tim sweeney and at least one other game dev uh rami ismail of vlambeer are rigorously defending this and taking uh if you're not with us you're a man baby approach to the entire situation because they need to suck epic games dick what's possible what possible reaction do they think they'll get by creating an us versus them mentality except an upsurge in anger and objections. <clears throat> see. So now like there's like someone screen cap some tweets here. Um, Ninja. And this is, this is like from Rami Ismail. Ninja does thing. Very smart, sensible business decision decision. Can't find anything wrong in encouraging competition. Developer does same thing. Fuck this anti-consumer shit. Why do developers hate their audience? Um, you're comparing apples to oranges here. Game streaming isn't the same as of consumer, same sort of consumer slash producer relationship that game development is. And then he replies, the streamer is a product. So yes, it is question mark. You're seriously comparing Mixer and the Epic store. Does Mixer have a proven history of being completely anti-consumer too? I had no idea. I didn't know Epic had that history either. Just a bullshit reputation made by angry folks. Really just going to sweep aside Epic's history of terrible security and lying to consumers like that? You mean they're just like Steam and you shouldn't put your loyalty with either and encourage competition between the two? Okay, first of all, I can't play a game on... I can't play a game on Epic's games... <clears throat> okay, first of all, I can't play a game on Epic Game Store offline. They don't have cloud saving and I can't chat and play with my friends as efficiently. Those are basically the flaw Epic Game Store needs to fix, and I will stop caring if it has an exclusivity cause on every title in the world. We'll give them some time to catch up to a decade-long disadvantage. Um, well, <laughs> a decade-long disadvantage? I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't either. It's like, you know what the competition is. You don't you don't go back and be, oh, well, we'll just make Epic Game Store like how Steam was five years ago or longer. <laughs> it's... You have the team, you have the money, so I don't see the issue here. Um, so then I kind of asked for... They don't have the team because they're working on Fortnite, being crunched to death on Fortnite. 
Any extra <laughs> bodies they have are put on Fortnite duty. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Um, so I kind of asked, this is at the point where I asked more kind of a rundown of what's going on here. So this guy responds to me saying the devs post was extremely condescending. A lot of the problem isn't in, in exclusivity and more the way they went about announcing it. The devs just doubled down on anyone call with any kind of objection, man babies, etc. Pretty much that if you're not with us, you're against us. Epic Games does not support all currencies and some international c- customers are screwed over by as a result. Um... And then someone else added that um, Epic Game Store isn't available globally. Lots of people will just get locked out due to geography. Other people have concerns about Epic Game Store's privacy standards. I don't know how to compare to Steam. I don't know if the devs are selling the game, but at the very least, they have Patreon people that were contributing to, and some of those were will not be getting the game. It sounds like all of those people won't be getting the game. Um then there's just the general hatred of the Epic Game Store in general. Another guy added talked about their security, saying that um, someone had his or one of his friends had his email doxxed and put online due to their security. Um, and then there's another case where a guy got his account got hijacked. He asked them to stop accepting accepting payments from the account, and they said they have no way of doing so. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Speaking of doxing, um, we didn't cover it last week, and we should have, that uh, E3, uh, mostly journalists who were at E3, got doxed, and all their information got leaked. Yeah, I actually had that for the top news this week, because we didn't, it actually didn't happen oh, until after. Should. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, it didn't happen until after we recorded. Because, yeah, that's uh, super ultra mega shitty. Yeah, uh, let's see, I don't. I think I pretty much covered that stuff here, so we can yeah we can jump into that. Yeah, so basically E3, the ESA just had like a document just online where just in play, plain text where they just had everyone that had applied for a press badge for E3, um, all their information like address, phone number, all that stuff just available for someone to just take and. So people leak that to the public, and so like now, like a bunch of like, like game journalists, just like phones ringing off the hook, getting all sorts of nasty messages, death threats. Like several, like all, a lot of them are just straight up changing their phone numbers at this point because there's like no end in sight. And well, this I know. Really sucks for like a lot of individual type people that went to E3 and assigned or uh, signed up for press badges because like maybe they weren't part of a company. And so like the number they put down is their personal number and the address they put down is not a company address, but their home address. I know Jason Schreier of Kotaku has talked about this um, because he, he's faced things like this and people getting his personal information and attacking him in some way, which he is, their Kotaku as well as like the split screen podcast that he's on, they are very open about being left leaning and very like they're very PC. Yeah. Um, which I obviously have no problem with, but you know, let them do them. Like what I just, I feel to go out of your way to attack or assault these people because maybe they share a difference of opinion than you is you're expending so much energy to to do so. It's it's insane. Yeah, it's really. 
And it doesn't help the whole idea of like the gaming community being a piece of shit. <laughs> really doesn't. Um, like, but because I know like there's a lot of people out there that are really great. There's a lot of great people in the gaming community, but then we you have these shit bags that are sending death threats to people who are in the gaming media. It's gonna really be a really bad throwback, but uh, it's like that uh, that Ray William Johnson song with that nerd rage. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't know. It's which Ray I, I William of, Johnson is actually pretty right leaning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did like a video like probably about a year ago, and it was like a skit about like, um, God, I think it was like SJW, Social Justice Warriors dating or something like that. It was just, huh. <laughs> might might have just been millennials, but the way it came across was definitely like, like very right-leaning mentality, boomer, only, boomer thinking, essentially. I only see him as right-leaning based on how he's been very, he's been trying to control a lot of his content and kind of take back and license his name and in a way he's been like I like he says he's not a YouTuber. Yeah, he's always he's always said that. He's always been out there in which I kind of I I say go for it. Like if you don't want to be if you want to say like you're a content creator or you're this and that, then go ahead. I mean I think it's probably probably better thing in the wrong I mean, realistically, like nowadays, you're getting down to semantics, which it's like I know, but you're like, not going to change popular opinion. You're just not going to. I know, but I it's still like I think the whole thing of like he's not embracing the term YouTuber because he doesn't see that his career is going to be just being on YouTube forever. And imagine like YouTube goes under. It's like, oh, you guys were YouTubers, and he's like, I was never a YouTuber. What are you talking about? <laughs> So he's just trying to clean his conscience is all? He's, he's playing the long, <laughs> the he's long the, game. He's, he's playing the long game. He's a smart one. He's thinking ahead. I, I'm i on his side on this one. <laughs> I no, mean, I, I wouldn't I don't trust it. raccoons. <laughs> God damn it. This fucking mic. This piece of shit microphone stands don't stay up if you have heavy freaking microphones. But Nerd Rage is, once again being an angry nerd the angry video game nerd um it very much and then i mean also the way you a lot of reviewers when they post opinions on games that maybe don't coincide with other people's opinions uh people getting real mad like oh you gave the like um who was it tom mcshay from GameSpot, uh kind of famous for giving quote-unquote bad reviews uh, you know, he would he'd basically give like very popular games kind of negative reviews, and people would freak out. Granted, some of the reviews, if you read, he has he has opinions that aren't exactly like I know his Zelda one is very controversial for yeah. Skyward Sword. Um, I will not. I personally won't defend Skyward Sword in any way, but a lot of his complaints were directly with the controls and. The controls for that game aren't as sloppy as he implied. So maybe his a lot of people's theory is that his game or his Wii that he was playing on wasn't uh, set up correctly. <laughs> I don't know. He's just one of those reviewers with really radical opinions. Um, but at the same time, there are obviously people who kind of famously have had 
opinions a lot of people agree with. I think of, once again, GameSpot's uh, Kevin Van Ord, who is no longer in reviewing exactly. I think he still occasionally does some freelance reviews for certain games, but he, he most famously was for, he would review a lot of uh, RPGs, JRPGs, or otherwise Western RPGs. Um, kind of, he, he really liked the MMO space, but he usually gave those good reviews and a lot of people liked him. I, I think he's a really good writer, which is what he transferred into doing. He, I believe works for, I think Obsidian could be wrong on that. Um, but he works for, sure. he works for one of those companies. He works for like one of the companies that is either Obsidian. It's either the people who made, uh, Pillars of Eternity or it's the people who made, uh, what, what is that game called? Uh, Divinity Original Sin. He went, he went and worked for one of those and is still working with them. So I think that's a good place for him. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't uh, know but I just know he's been championed as one of them, like, great reviewers, and I mean, I agree, but really, when it comes to reviews, it, like, opinions are like assholes, as everybody says, everybody's got one, um, but at the same time, my my thing for reviews is find a reviewer who you can agree with and yep. share similar opinions to you and thoughts, and then follow that person. I think everybody yeah. should do that just... But don't attack these people. If you don't like their reviews, don't read their reviews. Yeah, don't yeah. visit. If you don't it's, like the it's opinions, if you don't like the website, or maybe once again, maybe check who's writing because that's especially the problem with websites. Nobody really checks who's doing the. Yeah, reviews they just see the whole thing. Like, but don't shit on like these. How people. many how many writers does Kotaku have? <laughs> we just don't. They're sharing their opinion. I mean, last week shared quote unquote controversial opinion on uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Which to kind of clear the water on this, um, realistically, that segment, it was, I think we didn't talk almost at all about Ocarina yeah, of Time. Yeah, you just talked about like. We championed just, Breath of the Wild so much yeah. in that, um, which is fine. It just gets down to splitting hairs because. Yeah. I, I mean, I love all games, but, you know, that, that I think that's kind of what reviewing is. It's kind of trying to suss out like the good and bad and maybe try and shine light on positives and also be like hey this could have been better it's critiquing <laughs> we, otherwise we don't improve we just stagnate and be jaded <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's i was i just i titled it that way just to just for the clicks <laughs> it's, it's all about them clicks if i got you to listen then well, and believe me, in no way is this a statement to like walk back any of my opinions. But I'm just saying, I do really like Ocarina of Time, but it comes it's just to, overrated in uh, in the public eye. I mean, and I think any game that is quote unquote the top, like anybody who's like this is the best thing of all time. Yeah, like remember when like, Grand Theft Auto Four got a ten out of ten from IGN? I mean, just you could just say any Grand Theft Auto. Like that's <laughs> where every Grand Theft Auto ever has gotten a ten out of ten. But yeah, it's just anything that is like best of, it's like, okay, let's reanalyze, look at this critically, see what they could have done to improve. Maybe, I mean, there's even games I love that, like, I mean, gr going through Borderlands, like one, two, and even like, well, and then my first time through pre-sequel, but through both Borderlands one and two, which I love those games, I've been like, just like constantly like, man, I hate this zone. And then we get to the next zone and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about this zone. I hate this zone too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, eventually it's like, maybe I didn't like this game as much as I thought, but you know, I still, I still like all these things. 
Yeah. Um, so I think we should probably move on to this is some like some sad news. Unfortunately, there were a couple shootings this last weekend. And now once again, there's I think the you whole can say several. Yeah, several. Yeah. It's been a lot. Several. Um, and now people are back to pl- blaming video games again. And I've been hearing like I've been hearing both this go kind of both ways. And some people saying that, I mean, we should just. Just politicians are going to say what politicians are going to say, and you just, just ignore them, and it'll go away. And but then you hear the other half, where it's like we should be out there, like just saying, like, no, this is not the problem. And I, I don't know which way they go on it because, like, to me, like, I feel like for the most part, I've never really been out there, like, talking publicly about video games and how it it isn't causing people to be violent. I mean. I can't say for sure that it isn't contributing, but I think that's probably more of a societal thing because I think society in general pretty much glorifies violence. I mean, across all media, not just video games. And I have a comment on that. Uh, you wouldn't know this because you don't like Tool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I throw back to okay, before just, we were recording. I'm just taking a jab at you, uh, but. Um, well, the the tool thing is the, directly in correlation to the song uh, "Vicurious," but it, it is about just uh, humans as a species have a weird obsession with violence. I mean, and we always have. Yeah, nothing exhibits that more than news media and that yeah. stories of murder and yeah. just I mean, extremely violent yeah. stories get news. The clip. It's it's always like negative stories. There's always like violence that's shown on the news. There's never like every once in a while it's like, okay, now we gotta do our one puff piece. Here's like a Girl Scout selling Girl Scout cookies in front of Walmart. I just, but I mean that stuff doesn't get the, the clicks and that's yeah, kinda no. the the song Vicurious really goes into the depths of like just kinda we all lie to ourselves and say basically we're not like and that's kind of what it is on the surface of like you know looking at extremely violent acts or whatnot and being like how terrible which i mean it still is but then you like once again there is some secret like something carnal in our like lizard brain that is deeply obsessed with this um but we'll just put all that aside that was just for me to take the piss out of justin um (laughs) (laughs) so I see kind of both arguments on this because while I do think this will go away, it's currently, at least in the U.S., where this is actually being a problem and where these violent acts took place mostly, that it's clear that we have, like, gun issues and that shootings are rampant. Yeah. Um, It's like that Onion article that every time something happens that The Onion just reposts the same article that's... Um, there's no, there's literally no way to stop this says country where the, the this is the only place that happened or this says the country where this is the only place that happened. I can't, I can't say the time. <laughs> uh, there's no way to stop this says the country where this is the only place that it happens in or something like that. But, uh, every, every generation has its scapegoat, our generation, which it's, it still shouldn't be the case, but there, I guess nothing new has really cropped up. But yeah. video games are video games new and scary to people, so it's just like the rock and roll yeah. music or Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I mean, just well, any everything for any generation. It was always like, yeah, like oh, those kids in there, you know, whatever. Damn those Beatles. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're dancing and they're rock music and whatever it may be. Um, you know, they're they're gonna be 
sex crazed and yeah. they're hyper violent because the the media or whatever it is. And once again, it's just something new that the older generation can't understand. The same way I can't understand Fortnite dances. Um, yeah, Fortnite. <laughs> I'm not afraid of them. Fortnite though. dances are... <laughs> or vilifying them in any way. If you if that's what you're into, you go do be the best Fortnite dancer you can be. <laughs> Fortnite dances are causing murders and violence. I, I will say, though, I'm going to present both sides of the argument, and then I'm going to say what side I'm on, which is very clear, but <laughs> since we are a video game podcast, but it is, I do think this will go away eventually. Right now, we do have one of the oldest presidents in office. If not, I think he is the oldest. I could be wrong. But anyway, he, he's very old, so I feel like, oh, let's dig up this old grave of this old, tired argument, but I think it's going to go away. Um yeah. As soon as we get some some young blood in there, maybe. <laughs> um, but somebody who understands video games more, because I, I that's the other thing. Most politicians are very old and don't quite understand video games. Ace Watkins well. for president. <laughs> Funny thing, because another podcast I listened to was referring to uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower as a gamer, but not in like a conventional sense. It was it was more like he liked to play uh, chess and he liked yeah. uh, he really liked bridge and was a great poker player. So it was, and it was uh, in regards to how that's a good quality that's you, you need would want a gamer. You need a gamer for president. That's what they said. <laughs> but anyway, you they, once again, they they don't quite understand a video game or why you'd want to play a video game or even what you're really doing in video games. Which I will say, a lot of video games are violent. A lot of the times, you are killing something or shooting something. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, if you but look like, at like Tetris or Animal Crossing or yeah, like. Even Fire Emblem has, like, I mean, it's violence, but it's really, like, cartoony violence. And, like, most of the time you're just chatting with people. Yeah, like <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, like, in in no ways are that is that making uh, people go out and murder anybody. Yeah, but um, then there's, like, real-life sports, like fencing. Like, you're literally trying to stab someone else. Speak- or, like, MMA, where you're literally beating the shit out of somebody for money. And I was going to actually remark on how those things can be dangerous. Now, this is a, uh, I, I, I can't give credit to who this was, but it was just, once again, just speaking, uh, this is just me uh, paraphrasing what I read online, but this was a, it was in a Reddit thread about stories that kind of like dark secrets that have, are like things that have, they've never really shared and nobody knows that happened. Um, this person was sharing their story, which once again, maybe true, maybe not. You got to take this with a whole, uh, <laughs> silo of salt. Um, but it is Reddit after all, where everything r slash that happened. This sounded in the realm of believability at the very least. Uh, and it, I mean, I, I could have been one of these people. So this person was in the woods and they were with their friend. They were kind of just roughhousing and he did like a, uh, what is it? Not not a suplex, but he uh, did a pile driver yeah. on a kid and supposedly broke his neck and killed him. Mm. But they were in the woods, and then when he told his family, uh, like when he ran back and explained what happened, he said that uh, he like tripped or like you know something. He said he kind of just said that yeah, like he fell or something and like yeah. broke his neck. But and, and see that's once again this is kind of. I could blame both sports and video games in this case because something like wrestling and especially when you are a kid is very like it seems cool and despite all the like disclaimers on that of like don't replicate these at home you're a fucking yeah. kid you're stupid you're going to see that and be like awesome and you're going to do some stupid shit yeah I mean 
fuck. Uh, I have my own story, which I'm surprised I I'm surprised I'm not dead from. <laughs> Jesus. And that's a, uh, you know, at pools there's always like don't do flips into the pool. Yeah. Well, I did a flip into the pool because I'm stupid. So I go to do a flip into the pool off the side. My foot slips. I lose my footing a little bit. I flipped and I whacked my head into the little curb on the edge, like ridiculously hard. I didn't bleed or anything, but I must have like a really thick skull because I'm an idiot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, so hurt real bad. I just cut out, kind of rubbed my head and just was fine. Probably killed a couple brain cells. (laughs) But yeah, I'm surprised I didn't have like a concussion or just anything. I hit really, really freaking hard. Yeah. But like I said, you're you're a dumb kid. You're going to do stupid stuff. So and kids are very impressionable in that sense. But I think that's once again, that kind of the ESRB and the rating system, as much as I hate the ESRB and I hate like <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. But you do kind of just want to monitor what your kids are taking in. And even if they, I do think even mature games are probably fine for kids for the most part. And I only say this with parental guidance, like, just be informative to your kid at the very like if they're going to consume this media or get their hands on that media anyway i would prefer if they had it kind of explained to them and maybe understand it better so they're not just reenacting it yeah but here's another thing on top of this and once again saying that it video games aren't to blame for any sort of violence kids as far back as you go have been reenacting war like just playing at war i mean army men and shooting like army men like how many kids have done that like i think everybody playing with gi joes pretending they're murdering each other blowing up gi joes with dynamite it didn't make anybody more violent it was just dumb kid stuff playing cowboys and indians yeah i mean cap guns like just because you have like a cap gun or a nerf gun and you're pretending to shoot somebody it doesn't even laser tag like it doesn't make you just automatically a murderer yeah um i know uh as much as they've they've talked about this uh pen and teller's bullshit did yeah. an episode on video game violence and they've they have talked about how that show kind of the producers had kind of an agenda and like forced them to do a lot of stuff and they don't really they didn't always particularly agree with all the things they did but the I thought the one they did on video game violence was particularly interesting. And definitely the show was also edited to frame like the person they wanted to look dumb as dumb. But wait, wasn't it the episode with Maddox in it? No, no. The one with Maddox was on old people and old. Oh, yeah. He, he, he hates old people. Yes. But I think they do that with every every person they have on. They frame every person as dumb. It's just yeah, it's edited in a way to make them look more dumb than they really probably were just splicing clips to make yeah. phrases seem dumb and play, all, playing stupid music. Everyone, everyone likes to say like reality shows like it's tried the producers always try to force things to happen um or encourage things to happen and tell people what to say but really it's all in the editing. Yeah, it's just editing clips to and maybe even playing them in a different order than was said. Yeah. To because and I've heard that about reality shows that it's a lot of people who have been on something like Big Brother or something. They're always like all those events happen, just maybe not the way they were portrayed. Yeah, like um, Aaron Hansen when he did that, like that one, the PlayStation thing. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. But weird, that was a weird show. In any case, they did one where that because this kid was like really obsessed with Call of Duty, played a lot of Call of Duty online, and you know he's like a ten or so year old. But then they t- they took him out with a like former military person to shoot guns. 
just at targets, just target shooting. And the kid has like a full on breakdown and is crying. Yeah. So it's like, obviously, there's a big difference between pretend and the real thing. Yeah. And I, I think kids even understand that. But also at the same time, and I also think, uh, especially older people, I think they underestimate kids because um, I, I was consuming very mature media when I was, you know, like even 11 or 12. Yeah. And granted, I didn't have the best grasp on a, that, though I'm finding as I'm getting older, it's because more or less what I didn't have a grasp on was the history. And I say history in referring to actual factual history that maybe this was a reference or a callback or this was like, oh, this was referring to this philosopher or this was referring to like this event that took place in history or this was like a reference to, you know, that like hypothetically this was borrowing from X Pantheon and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you're not going to have any con- concept of that, but all the better for that media to introduce you to it. Yeah. But I, but I was a child consuming extremely violent media as a child. And I'm a fairly well-adjusted adult. I haven't hurt anybody. I haven't committed any violent crimes. Um, and I was a child playing, like, I think I've talked about this before of how, like, that was our way of getting into trouble was like buying a rated M game, feeling like we got <laughs> away with something and playing like Grand Theft Auto as much as getting into an R rated movie. Yeah. As much as my, my mom always hated us, like me and my brother playing like Grand Theft Auto or something. Um, even though <laughs> I actually had this conversation with her recently cause she was brought up like, you guys always managed to get your hands on those games, even though I tried <laughs> to stop you. And then I, I was just kind of joking around as much as all jokes have kind of some truth to it. Yeah. But I was like, this, this game taught me creative problem solving. And then I joked around by being like, you, you see, you can pay a hooker, but then you can have sex with her. And then, when she gets out, you can kill her and get your money back. That's a guaranteed refund. You see, that's problem solving. <laughs> it's, it's not the best, but it was, <laughs> it's, it's it was just, I was just yeah. joking around. But I don't know. Although the, those games were like crude. It just like Conker's Bad Fur Day. Like Conker's Bad Fur Day, you could pee on people and stuff. And you don't yeah. see people just urinating all over the place unless you're in the New York area. San Francisco. San Francisco. <laughs> the poop patrol. Uh, but... But like I said, I do think kids are definitely impressionable and will try to like I was into I was just talking about this, but I was really into Dragon Ball Z as a kid and like just fighting on the like pretend roughhousing and fighting on the playground was like what I did. But once again, I think something like wrestling might be even worse, which I was also kind of into that, but I was never going to like probably simply because my size, though. Because I was a shorter, I'm a smaller person, you so I wasn't gonna like the, suplex somebody. Yeah. But if I was big enough, I probably would have tried it. You weren't, you weren't gonna go <laughs> give someone the people's elbow out in the playground. Oh, but if I was big enough, they couldn't. They weren't gonna <laughs> smell what the rock was cooking that day. So yeah, just really try to monitor what your kids are up to. You should be doing that anyway, because I think they're not even on the video game front, they're going to be watching YouTube, finding video, the yeah, internet, especially has on the internet, kinds front. of really bad stuff on it. Yeah. Make sure they're not like going to like websites. They really shouldn't be going to <laughs> the, but on the flip side, I think more or less a lot of this stuff can create an aversion to that stuff. You go the exact opposite yeah. direction. And I say that too, being like what we were, we had to have been 12 or even, I mean, in my case, a lot younger, I would have been nine, but 
nine to 12, you learn about the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, which is the most, like, some of the most atrocious things mankind has ever seen. Then you go log on to the internet later that day and you discover Goatsy. <laughs> you see how far an asshole can go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it just, I am obviously on the side of, like, video games don't make people more violent. But I think people make people more violent. I mean, all forms of media have, especially in the U.S., we have a violence fetish, I would say. Yeah, it goes that far because all media like our TV shows are colossally violent. Like how many TV shows are literally just about solving a murder? Well, and I find the uh, the irony is, is the rest of the world is definitely is more okay with nudity and less okay with violence. And here in the U.S., it's ass backwards of we're yeah. less okay with nudity. We're like, God forbid, forbid you show a freaking nipple. But, oh, yeah, you can show, like, somebody getting a hole blown through their face. <laughs> uh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Which I find just, it's it's ridiculous. Well, um, oh, no, video games, they're evil. It's, uh, and a lot of that, strangely, uh, is the U.S.'s Puritan roots. Um, that's where we were a nation grounded in puritan origins and it's just amazing that we're still facing the repercussions of that like here like 200 years later it's current year people come on it, <laughs> it's well it's just amazing it's just amazing that I know, like, it's, something like that is still just so grounded in our society that we're still still it's built into our dna man it's crazy um i just gonna have that. to genetically engineer it out <laughs> You ever tried DMT? <laughs> God damn it, Justin. Hey, Robin, you get it? You just checking this out? <laughs> uh, but, I think, wait, wait, that was probably Howard Stern. Isn't Robin a Howard Stern character? Yeah. Who's the, who's the, who's the one on the Joe Rogan podcast? Shit. I don't know, but I'm going to shoot hot dogs at your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, there, like I said, there, there are definitely arguments on both sides of the equation, um, but there has been no proven link that video games in any way, shape, or form cause any escalation in violence, and especially even with a gun. But there is very clear evidence that shows you need a gun to commit gun violence, so maybe make access to those maybe a little bit harder? I don't know. It, it stands to show that most other countries that have less accessible weaponry and murder weapons. Um, wep- weapons of uh, just killing have ex- exceedingly low mass shootings. Yeah, and that kind of brings up the whole like Walmart thing with how they went around and they had everybody, they had all the Walmarts remove any kind of violent or any any promotional material or signage that promoted violence or looked violent. And yet you can walk two aisles over from where the video games are and buy guns. I mean, and I, I don't weird. know if the reasoning is just like, oh, like guns are tools for hunting. Is that just their logic there? I think that is. Cause Even like, though it's like you could easily just like, there is absolutely nothing preventing a person from picking that up and shooting another, like a fellow person. Yeah. Um, like, because yeah, it's a sporting goods section. People go buy them for hunting. And I remember years ago there was a Walmart that, accidentally put like welcome like back like back to school signage near the guns <laughs> and it was just like it was it was some weird 
It was like a sign that just was just a very bad placement. And I'm pretty sure whoever actually put it there thought it was like a funny joke. And then I'm sure they got in big trouble oh, over man. that. But I mean, it was a funny joke because, you know, I'm I like dark humor. So but just also just very bad messaging. And I'm just curious where it, where do we draw the lines? Like that that's become my biggest question because it's all slippery slope. It could slip either way. Well, because I understand a few things. Because my in my family, uh, my grandfather, R.I.P., uh, <laughs> was a gun collector, obsessed with guns, loved guns to death, but never killed anybody with them. No, he was a responsible gun owner, but he like. It was kind of interesting because in in his older age, he he wasn't he didn't have Alzheimer's or dementia really, but he definitely was kind of getting forgetful and would start to repeat himself. But boy, did he perk up like none other if you so much as mentioned a gun. Like he loved guns. Yeah, had a bullet packing station right in his room. <laughs> <laughs> but and my father also really likes guns, collecting guns. So I understand that from like a collector's point of view of like, yeah. oh, this is like an interesting piece of history or like it, just, just they're interesting. Guns are pretty fascinating. I'm not going to say they're not, but it, it, when once again, when you look at uh, that, they're marketed as like hunting or sporting goods and it comes down to, okay, at what point do you need a automatic or semi-automatic? Like, yeah, what to pump endless amounts of rounds into a deer? <laughs> like, what, what what are you hunting? The most dangerous game a person is that what you're hunting? Here? <laughs> you need. The yeah, pump. my dad was. He's he he always talks everyone like every year. He's like, yeah, maybe I'll bring out my AR-15 to go hunting. It just it just seems weird to me. Like, I don't. I mean, in my, I don't need, I don't need a combat gun to go. Hunting a fucking deer, <laughs> but I don't know. I I've I've never actually handled one myself. I've only ever handled like pistols and uh um and hunting rifles, maybe a shotgun or two. But like I don't know, maybe it's more light lightweight to be carrying up a mountain or something. I don't know. I I I'd I mean, have to I've, see for myself. But my dad, when I was young, um, he'd always take me out just like target shooting, um, which I had fun doing that. Like shooting a pistol, which, which is I like think... fucking expensive now. You, bullets are so good. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, like I'll just go to the shooting range and waste two hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, obviously when we did this, it was a lot cheaper. Yeah, um, it's so expensive now. But I, I always thought of that as kind of a valuable lesson because it like really teaches you the destructive power of a weapon and like holding it. Uh, I, I it, it makes you it it takes you from the space of like fearing it to more like okay I have an understanding respecting but, it yeah respecting it in a way I hesitate to use the word respecting because that's uh, humanizing guns in a weird way I don't know, I, I would put it that way myself but probably agree <laughs> disagree on that one but like I, respecting the power that it holds I mean yeah and, and it's because I mean I don't uh, something that like. Um, back in, back when I was a kid, my dad was like teaching me how to drive is probably one of the good examples of like kind of that same thing where he was just like, okay, before you do anything, I just want you to, um, before, like, just keep leaving it in neutral and just rev the engine so that you know, like the, what power is there before you go anywhere. That's a good thing to do. Just feeling the, the raw power yeah. of something, especially like given it was a Mustang. So yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 you, you feel that you hear it 
and you're like, okay, yeah, I I get that. Oh shit! But you really don't. <laughs> yeah, well, you, but you kind of really, you kind of get a little bit, but yeah. It's like putting your hand near a stove just to understand what hot is. It's you know, kind <laughs> of yeah. I mean, but when it's a stick shift, then it's like it's putting your hand on the stove. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just no one knows how to drive stick shift anymore. But but I am just curious where the uh, the buck stops on this, and that's like. And that's to say, if we were to allow certain weapons for consumer uh, purchase, where where would it end? Would people be buying rocket launchers if they could? Yeah. Would people be buying a tank just because they could? I mean, if I had the money, hell fucking yeah. <laughs> I would buy a tank. I would, I would have rocket launchers up the wazoo. For hunting purposes? Yeah, hunting purposes. <laughs> for nonviolent reasons. Just because, and, just I'm one. I'm weird. I mean, I mean, not. I don't know. I. I mean, I'll even argue a lot of the. I find the concept of uh, hunting is sport. I'll put in quotes. I don't find it a sport, and that's just me personally. I know that's kind of going to yeah. be a controversial opinion, but my opinion on that is, and why I think that is because we've taken the sport out of it. There, yeah. We've reduced the challenge to. Now, if you were bow hunting, it's different because you got to get in there and you got to hide. And I agree a bit on that. But even bow hunting, we've made bows like bows have even gotten to a point of like, oh, yeah, this has a reduced pullback. It's easy to pull back. We've have these arrows with tips that easily pierce whatever you're aiming at. Laser sighted bows. (laughs) Those exist. It's yeah. But at the same time, there's more skill than shooting a gun. It's still like you you have like really in reality a max range of like. Like, 60 yards is pushing it with a bow. Like, you got to be, like, yeah. you got to really try. You still got to use the tracking. You got to get into the right right place and fucking get in there and 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 be where they where the elk are and basically be in the middle of the herd by the time sunrise happens. So then you just pop out of a bush and shoot one. But, yeah, it's, I, I don't. Unless you're spear hunting, I'm not going to consider it a sport. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Unless you're up there and you're breaking that deer's neck with your bare hands, you, I'm not you go freaking carry that backpack up a mountain and carry the gun up a fucking mountain. For I can't. Like I have eight, a bad back. Eighteen eight for <laughs> eight hours. This. You get up at three in the morning so that you can get to the mountain by four, and then you're just hiking in pitch black. Hey, you, you're fucking worn out by the time it's seven o'clock in the morning. I'm not gonna defend all that and shit. Then, and then, that sounds awful. But and, that people are doing that for fun. That's what's ridiculous. And that yeah, that is. And then you then you shoot then you shoot the elk. Yeah, you shot it. But guess what? You gotta carry that fucking thing back down the mountain. <laughs> God, that just sucks. Roll it. No. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> Not when there's trees everywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's awful. I mean, I I don't see like I I don't see how people do it for fun. I only do it because I like the way elk tastes, and wild elk tastes way better than farmed elk ever could taste. So that's all I have to say about that. Hey, I mean. Like I said, to each their own. I'm, I'm sure my I know my opinions in the minority, and once again, I'm not I'm I'm not on any side of like, hey, take the guns away. And I'm I mean, not honestly, saying, I th- might not actually be the real minority though, because I mean, how many people in the states actually do hunt? It's tough. Um, it's tough for me to have a real opinion on that because we live in Montana. So like yeah, everyone like it's in minority the- in Montana, but I mean like it's entire country. Like there's like huge metropolis metro areas where 
people never even consider the idea of hunting out there. So like they've like a lot of people who grow up and they're like a couple generations deep living in a big city like that, that they can't even fathom like having to go out somewhere and shooting a deer and getting deer meat. It's weird. Like I having tags. That's another thing that I find interesting because some people don't that live in big metropolis areas don't even understand that you need like a fishing license to go fishing. Yeah. Or a, once again, the deer tags, like you can't just go hunting. Like you need tags and like, yeah, there's seasons for that like kind my, of stuff. My friend Chris, I mean, he grew up in like Nevada and he lives in California and he's just like, I'll tell him like, yeah, like go hunting and we get elk. And he's like, oh, you eat elk? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, that's weird. And I was like, not really. <laughs> it's uh, my <laughs> uh, funny thing. My grandpa had a uh, magic bullet. Um, he one time shot a deer straight through the neck, went up to look at his kill, killed two deer. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, so uh, he tagged one, and then luckily he was hunting with another person, and he was like, yeah. well, you want to use this other tag? And that's, he was like, okay. <laughs> it's more or less the same thing happened to my grandpa, but in a way dumber way where he just he shot a deer and then it ran off, so then he shot another one. <laughs> turns out he killed both of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, this has gone on for a while. I mean, it's a huge, astronomically large topic. So, yeah. and like you said, like where where do you where does the buck stop? It's it's a slippery slope down both directions. Would, would really. people buy ballistic missiles if they could? Would they buy a tomahawk launcher if they could? Fuck yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason, I would if I had the money. There, I would I would be that crazy ass person. Who would buy a military drone if I could? It's just a weird pissing match, and I, I know somewhat it makes uh, people feel safe. Like having a having a gun makes people feel safe. Um, but but to what extent uh, does you feeling safe, like? It's it's basically like you need this thing to feel safe by making everybody else feel unsafe or that they maybe need a gun to also feel safe. It all comes down to personal liberties. And at some point, someone's personal liberties are going to get stomped on no matter what way you do it. I mean, realistically, yes. Um, that's why I'm like, there is no good way about this, issue, especially in the U.S. Like, um that it's that gosh darn constitution. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta steal the declaration of independence. <laughs> Which speaking of the rebooting that like well they're yeah. Are they really? Yeah, I, National Treasure, uh, Home Alone and oh, fucking Home Alone No. God, there's a few other ones that I'm they're like, getting I can, like I can deal with the National Treasure reboot, but Home Alone They're come. they're not going I don't think they're gonna be movies or if they are movies, they're gonna be on Dis- they're gonna be on that Disney Plus oh, service. Oh Disney Plus like, series yeah, or something or maybe a made for tv movie on oh, disney God. plus i hope it's good because i remember like we all need the, to steal all the, the declaration of independence <laughs> all the made for tv stuff on disney back in the day was terrible so hopefully the made for disney plus won't be but i mean they, they got, have they marvel a, money behind that marvel they have marvel money <laughs> they have everything money i mean technically marvel has disney money so um <laughs> God, that's gonna be. I they. I just think the next thing it's got to be DC. It's got to be it's, DC. It's got to be DC. That's the that's the sixth 
Infinity Stone so that they can complete the gauntlet and snap all of media out of existence. Snap all the other like TV and movie competitors just out of existence, and the only thing that exists is Disney Plus. Yuck. So you're gonna get Marvel, you're gonna get DC, you're gonna get Pixar, you get your Star Wars. Uh, you what else do they have? What 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 did I remember? Um. ESPN. What was the other one? Oh, Fox. There's your six. It's your six Infinity Stones of the Disney Gauntlet. <laughs> they they have five of them. They got to get that sixth one. <laughs> See, that's what's making people violent. Marvel movies. Marvel movies. They make you want to be Hulk, punch the size of somebody's face. They want you, they they make you want to be Thanos and snap half of life out of existence. <laughs> Which I, can, I've never heard anybody mention this, but like. Why did it have to be a snap? Was it a snap in the comics? In some, I believe. Because, like, in earlier in the movie, like, earlier in the movies, he says, I could snap half of life out of existence, but then, like, that's actually what it was. Like, that seemed dumb to me. I could clap. Yeah, like, (laughs) I would, like, I thought, like, the whole, like, I could. It was just a metaphorical snap. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, a metaphorical, like, this is how powerful it is. I could snap my fingers, like, metaphorically snap my fingers. You thought maybe he would just hold it up and be, like, boom. Yeah, like, just be like, I have the power, like, He-Man style, and then just fucking ever wipe out life. Like, that's just, it just seemed kind of dumb to me that, like, he, like, earlier in the movie, he's like, I could snap half of life out of existence. And And then then, he did. And then he actually just, it's literally, oh, yeah, just snap my fingers, and that happened. (laughs) <laughs> it just seems so fucking dumb to me. And I've I've never heard anybody else bring up that that um problem that I have with the movie. No problem here. <laughs> I was just he, it just he, seems he so did fucking. What, he did what he said he was going to do. He said he yeah. But I, don't know. I I I liked it as a metaphorical thing first, then it become a real thing, and now fucking Spider Man. Oh, they it was the blip. Was it there the the blip blop bloop. It was it was something stupid. I was like, why couldn't they just call it the snap? Did they feel like they had to not call it the snap because of everybody on the internet calling it the snap? Was it the bloop, that weird sound that they recorded under the ocean that was like a really long, like, 15-minute sound that they don't really know what it was? <laughs> I've heard of that. It's creepy. It is creepy. It's The ocean is fucking scary. They think it's like a tectonic plate shift or... An it's ice a- thing melting, but I mean, some people theorize it's Cthulhu. It's not Cthulhu. It's aliens. It's, <laughs> but, uh, which I listen to a lot of, like, I listen to a podcast called Last Podcast on the Left, um, not giving them free advertisement, but just to show that I do listen to and follow you a lot You owe us of, for this advertisement. <laughs> I listen to a lot of, like, murder media type stuff. Um, That's but, another thing, too. Like, the amount of true crime podcasts out there, like, super, like, just... I mean, it's it's one of the most popular things Yeah, is true crime and uh, which a lot of the people I work with are obsessed with it and most fan bases of that stuff are female which I find I find that statistically kind of fascinating and I say that more so because it, it, it like I'm wondering what's causing that and part of me thinks it might be because women are typically the victims in these cases Maybe it's just they, like, people are more obsessed with the, like, for me, in my case, it's, I'm interested in the psychology behind these things of, like, what makes, what makes a person tick to that point or end up at these breaking points. But I'm only kind of bringing this up to get to the nitty gritty and how this relates to prior conversation. Part of me believes 
the only thing that makes violent people is violent people. I know that's really like super reductive, but I mean, th throughout history of serial killers and mass murderers, it, like the vast majority were in an age where video games didn't exist. Yeah. People have been killing people since the dawn of time. Yes. And they're yeah. going to continue to do it's so. It's not going to stop it. So, I mean, yeah. There is no link between video games on that front. Um, in all the uh, serial killer media I've consumed, which is quite a bit, <laughs> um, at no point was somebody like, man, I was just obsessed with, like, Doom. Like, <laughs> nobody's been like that. Yeah. It's all like, oh, yeah, this uh He's like a normal guy, just... I mean, yeah, yeah like... Jeffrey Dahmer just like nah I just like I wanted the product basically he was a product killer of like I just wanted the bone speaking of which I need to pick back up on dark poutine I haven't listened to them in a hot minute it's I always finding it because I always hear about all the stuff that happens here in America but dark poutine like exclusively covers um all the stuff that happens Canada. in Canada the Canada so like and I find that really interesting all the Shit that happens there, and I, it's um. It, last they, podcast does a lot of Canada stuff too. Do they? So I I like hearing it through they the eyes of everything. like I I like hearing it through the the eye the the mouths of the of the, babes the, the, can, <laughs> the Canadians the Canadians <laughs> from the mouths of babes um, from the mouth of Putin <laughs> the mouth of Putin yeah um which is funny their format it's gravy is, cheddar it's it's, it's gra have, gravy have cheese tried, have curd have you had it yeah it's so, good it's so fucking good. Yeah, it it's nine hundred billion calories. And I was like, I was listening to fucking Beyond Synth and Andy last on there. He's like, yeah, I was just eating some pizza and or I had pizzas and dark. I had pizzas and poutine, and I was just like, God, like the poutine itself is a whole meal, and you're eating pizza on top of it. What the fuck? No, but I would eat a poutine pizza. Well, I mean, no, I wouldn't. That would be pretty I, good. I just, I it's want, just French fries, gravy, want, and cheese curds on a pizza. No. It's going to be good. No, I want pizza and then poutine as the side. <laughs> I'd do both. I'll do all. It's good, it's good stuff. Um, yeah. but it, the, Their format is funny, though, because it's like the one guy is the one that does all of the research and does the presenting, and the other guy is just reacting to it. Just, ah. Oh. Jesus, man! Oh no! Just like he's just—that's the the whole purpose of his character on the podcast is just reacting to all this sick shit that this other guy had to go and research. I, I almost wonder. I wonder if the other if if he if he um is the editor. I I don't know how they how that dynamic works. But anyway, we should probably take a break. We went so fucking long on this. We're at like two and a half hours on this segment. Oh, we'll be back. Some may never know the sweet, succulent taste and smell of ham, but there is one thing that any with an open heart and mind may one day know the aromatic trip to Flavortown of. My audio-visual internet videos that don't have intrinsic smell or taste. Hi there, welcome to Denny's. I'm Aaron. I'll be your server today. Oh yeah, and get this, I run a YouTube channel called Lofty Smalls. Crazy, right? I'm an absolute unit at search engine optimization, so if you want to look me up, all it takes is a search of my channel name into any functional search engine, and I'm literally the only thing that comes up. 
Or you can find me at youtube.com slash C slash waffle cake if you prefer. That's one Lofty Smalls trademark at your service. I like to describe my content as video game essays with a hefty portion of shitpost mixed in. Like a dollop of daisy in your chili on a cold winter's morn. And I'm literally getting snowed in as we speak. Please send help. Or that mead that Girder makes with juniper berries mixed in. Again, that's Lofty Smalls trademark at youtube.com slash C slash waffle cake. Well, I think I'll be on my way now. I've got a batch of cookies in the oven that every person who subscribes to me in the next 10 milliseconds will have instantly appear in their bloodstream. Good luck, you fucking weirdos. Thank you, and ta-ta! Cheerio! Have a nice day now! Oh, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Thanks for having me, LGA. All right, well, welcome back to the last segment where we just blow through the rest of the news because we went super long on the last segment and it's almost midnight and I got to wake up and go to bed at four tomorrow. So we're going to work at four. So this is going to be fun. Well, Evo happened over the week and there was a lot of fighting game announcements as per usual, but there seemed to be a lot more this time, but there was uh, Street Fighter leaks from Valve, um, which now they were supposed to be Evo stuff, but it was for the three new characters that are coming yep. to Street Fighter Five, which is E Honda, who should have already been in the game, but is apparently <laughs> now getting added finally. Yay! Um, <laughs> Poison, which is long awaited. That's been like the top requested character, probably is Poison, and uh, I can't remember the last character's name, but they're like a new. They're like a whole new fighter. Um, it's like a blonde combat girl. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like a cami type. But anyway, there are these. They're coming. If you care about Street Fighter, I I'm like hot and cold on Street Fighter. I'm always on and off on that. Um, then there was uh, some of the stuff I cared quite a bit more about is that there's a new King of Fighters in development, which is pretty cool. King of Fighters 15 is being worked on and uh guilty gear 2020 was kind of shown it which looks like I, I don't know what that like arxis is doing visually but it's like they're they they made anime a video game i don't know how they <laughs> did it i mean it's the same way like fighter z looks like just like you're playing dragon ball z yeah um the this just it looks insanely cool uh, and Guilty Gear's always looked pretty cool, but man, does Guilty Gear 2020 look real, real good. Yeah, Giant Bomb was, a, they were saying that um, after this year or next year, when is this coming out again? 2020. Okay, so they're saying after next year, they're, they'll have to retire the um, best style category for their game of the year because nothing else will win. I after. mean, it looks just, I don't know what they're doing. It looks so cool. Magic. Um. They've got an infinity stone, <laughs> reality stone. And it's funny because I was just talking about this with a friend, but I thought I didn't think Tekken was going to do a new season, but they are doing a season pass three, which will come with four characters, uh, four characters, a new stage and a new mode. Uh, two of the characters have been announced so far, uh, which is um, Master Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. It's. He, it's like a it's a really old like black guy with dreads he's based off 
He's based off some character from some movie. <laughs> he looks cool. Um, and uh, who else was it? Oh yeah, and Zafina, which is a, a Tekken 6 character returning, which is interesting. But those are the two confirmed so far. But I saved this one kind of for last in this topic because there was kind of a blunder along with this that they used Evo themselves, which was used kind of an inside promotion to have Snake uh, on his comm talking about Tekken. And it was supposed to just be an insider thing for the Evo attendees. Uh, obviously, it got out because that's the nature of things. And yeah. now people think Snake's going to be in Tekken. But it was really just... Evo, that was like Evo putting that in there, not Bandai Namco or Harada. They had nothing to do with that. And anyway, it's caused a lot of discourse because now David Hayter, who voiced Snake and actually had recorded that line... But he did it for something that wasn't related to that, and he's actually not allowed by Konami to... His voice isn't supposed to be used to promote games that aren't Metal Gear. Uh, so <laughs> it's like, it's a huge discourse, uh, and it's it's screwed up of Evo to do that without asking for permission Yeah. Um, in the first place. So they, they apparently think it's still the Wild West out here. So Snake probably not coming to Tekken, but yeah, you know yeah. what? He might be coming to Texas. It's all a ploy. This is just a false flag. Um. Anyway, the what was the Sonic Fox news other than that he he lost yeah, to so, Goichi? Yeah. So the, the, the Goichi is he, does he also go by Go One? Because the article it's, says Go One. It's breaks. Go One, but One in Japanese is Ichi. Oh, okay. Yes, so yeah, Goichi he breaks down in tears after defeating Sonic Fox, winning Dragon Ball Fighter Z at Evo. So Sonic Fox lost, but then also he won in Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, I was gonna say this like was this a guy's nice, fucking insane. <laughs> this was a cool rivalry between him and Goichi because that was kind of the final at last Evo was between them and Sonic Fox won. And I heard this is like been, a pretty wholesome rivalry. Yeah, it's been fun, but I Goichi finally taking it was great, but. Sonic Fox has, I think, in the last Mortal Kombat, he was like 11th in the world. And now he is that, he's in that number one spot in Mortal Kombat. So, yeah, this guy's a very multifaceted player, especially when it comes to fighting games. And I know he has been playing, he had been playing some Smash, and then he's been playing Mortal Kombat, and he's been doing Does Fighter he Z play and, with that, with his, like, helmet thing on? No. I was going to be like, that's like he a He takes whole- that off, but then he puts it on like when he does like ceremony stuff. I was going to be like, that's a whole new level. Like, <laughs> it's as if he was playing with that on. Like, no, I, I, like even I mean, just, it's going to be hot. Plus, he has, yeah. he also takes like the paws off too. Like, so he's using his hands. He's, yeah, he's got like the partial, it's not even the full, like, it's just the, the arms and the, the head, really. Yeah. And no, I, I follow Sonic Fox on Twitter, uh, even though it's a lot of, you know, I see more furry per- porn that way than I really wanted to, but but I like seeing the fighting game stuff and him just talk. He's a he's a cool personality and a really good video game player and really gay. And I can say that because that's what he says. <laughs> I'm really gay. He, he he's very much like he's it's like the antithesis his, of. It's kind of been his like catchphrase is like. I'm gay. It's like, it's pretty great. Well, he's he's a furry, a gamer, gay, and black. Yeah. 
it's it's i mean not to be reductive of anyone in this case but it's it's kind of like uh rupaul yeah because rupaul being like black jewish a drag queen like gay <laughs> it's it, it, the works the, the, the works <laughs> well and i know uh what which i agree with this statement but so, somebody i think said uh Somebody said Sonic Fox was the LeBron of gaming, which he kind of took offense to because he was like, no, I'm the Sonic Fox of gaming. And I can agree with that statement. Like, wh- why would you want to be compared to somebody in another sport if you want to be respected within your own sport? Yeah. I mean, but that... Uh, that's that, that's bringing it back to uh, Ray William Johnson. He's not a YouTuber. That's because Ray <laughs> William Johnson is the Michael Jordan of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> So rich, rich and kind of an asshole. I don't know. I hear, I hear Michael Jordan's kind of an asshole. Uh, he's a sociopath. Oh, is he? Okay. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Even worse. Yeah, he is a sociopath. I've seen pictures of the gigantic house he owns. Be- being a sociopath uh, can make you excel in certain spaces. Like basketball. Or just being a business person, <laughs> which arguably he's more of that than anything else. Oh yeah, well I mean <laughs> Jordan Steve sneakers. Jobs, sociopath, also fruitarian, ate himself to death, <laughs> Pac-Man style. Um, warp, warp, warp. <laughs> I wouldn't say Bill Gates, but definitely Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg is a psychopath. He's a little different. No, he's he's an alien <laughs> robot. He's an alien android. Okay, get it right. <laughs> he doesn't. Ex- he can't be a sociopath or a psychopath because he literally he he's he isn't programmed to feel anything. <laughs> he's Any, grilling meats. Anyway, the fighting game scene is really happening. It's great. I like that fighting games are back in vogue. They're we're kind of experiencing another golden age, and I really yeah, a like a lot that. of fighting games. But uh, bring back Killer Instinct. I know that's been kind of a. <laughs> um, I don't know if you follow Maximilian, dude. No. Um, I know he's he's kind of famous for a lot of his reactions and whatnot. Uh, does a lot of fighting game stuff, but he's been very much plugging the bring back Killer Instinct, and I guess they're trying to do community things to bring people back in to play Killer Instinct to show that there's interest and they want a new Killer Instinct. So. Right. And I mean, I just talked about how I want a new Killer Instinct on like <laughs> the last podcast. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo have agreed to disclose loot box odds, which is pretty cool. So they're yeah. not going to be allowed to be on their platform unless you disclose your loot box odds if you so choose to go Good. that route. Good. It's not a big enough deterrent, uh, but it's it's a step. it's something. It's, a step it's better in the right than the, it's better than them currently doing nothing about it. So yeah. it's a step in the right direction. Um, uh, here's, here's the sad trombone of the week. Um, the, um, Anthem's Cataclysm update finally happened and it wasn't worth the wait. Womp womp. <laughs> I don't really, I, I just wanted to mention that because that sucks <laughs> for Anthem players. Uh, let's see. What else do I got here? That was more Evo stuff that um, we talked about already. Ninja, who we mentioned last week, has left uh, Twitch for the platform Mixer. of Mixer. He's already hit 1 million subscribers on yep. Mixer. Yeah, he had which, like a, his first stream had like 80,000 viewers, which is more than he averages on Twitch. So brought a lot of people over 
to Mixer, which is could be good or bad. I mean, it could just be drawing people away from the people who are already on Mixer that were. But we and we uh, didn't really get a comment on it last time. But apparently, he did, according to rumored sources, that he got paid fifty million. Yeah. In this. Yeah. Yeah. Deal. So I know we were kind of speculating that he on what he got paid last time. A lot but of money. Yeah. Fifty million apparently. Um, yeah, and then Twitch, if you go to Ninja's page on Twitch, it just has like a, like the old school Mario thing where it says, thank you, Mario, but our Ninja is in in another castle, so. Which is weird. Yeah. It seems, I think it's. it's, Lee's Twitch goes to a Microsoft thing and they use a Nintendo thing to (laughs) plug it. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah. Also kind of feels like sour grapes a little bit. A little bit. Like, eh, he's not here anymore. Oh, well. Uh, Does that they, mean I can use that name money. on Twitch? What? Ninja? Ninja. I bet they probably, like, I bet they burned it. <laughs> oh, they're the Gestapo. <laughs> uh Oh, we didn't mention the Evo thing where Valve apologizes for leaking Street Fighter trailer. Yeah, I, I didn't know much about the apology. I just knew that they had leaked it. And yeah, I saw. The yeah, characters. I mean, they just said like, I mean, the whole thing is just like they're yeah, they're, they they're sorry that it happened, but <laughs> not really anything that anyone can do about it at this point, except for just feel bad for Capcom. There was a funny picture of Harada of Tekken and Ono together, and it had Harada being like, "A leak didn't happen. There was no leak," and that's because that was in reference to the E3 stuff because yeah. Bandai Namco had massive leaks. Right before E3, so. Uh, Some dude found a copy of Kid Icarus in his attic and sells it for $9,000. And you're saying that he apparently still had, it still had the receipt. Yeah, it was still with the receipt. So it must have uh, been like in new in box and open then? Yeah, it was was completely unopened, which is why it was worth so much. And I mean, the receipt, having the receipt with it verifies like The date of purchase, yeah, that's crazy. We just tape that receipt to the box and <laughs> yeah, that's uh, any game like that. Uh, pretty much anything from NES to SNES era is worth like if you have it new in box and sealed. Yeah, that's worth tons of money, insanely but expensive. Also, at the same time, like it has to be weird cases like this where you find it in an attic and maybe it was tucked away. Like, who has these things? Yeah. You always see those Reddit posts where someone, oh, look, just bought this house. Look what I found in the basement. I mean, most of those cellophane wrappings on the old stuff were real flimsy and just came off like yeah. by barely even trying. Like, you gotta, like, you'd have to, like, touch that with, like, a feather to get it. But it best be using some archival gloves. Yeah, no shit. Uh, let's see. I'll move on. So I wanted to bring this one up. There's not really anything to mention about it, but I just thought, thought the concept was interesting. But there's a indie game called the church of darkness and the whole concept is that it's a stealth game where you infiltrate in 1970s cults uh it's out on xbox playstation 4 pc and nintendo switch already or does it have a date it's out yep it says is out today but that was six days ago <laughs> that this okay. article came that's out so interesting. it's out that's a weird concept for a game i kind of want to check it out I might have to check it out and report back because that seems like a pretty interesting concept that I might be up my alley for some dumb reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
I don't think we have time to get into this today, but there's a Google Play Pass and there's the Apple Arcade. And it's like, which app subscription service is better? So I think I'm going to save that one for next week and talk about it more when I can look more at the info. Um, we already kind of mentioned this, but No Man's Sky Beyond is coming in two weeks. So everybody, all you interlopers out there, you, or people that are looking to get into No Man's Sky, just just do it. <laughs> just get the game, play it. It's good, fun, relaxing. It respects your time. <laughs> <laughs> um, publisher of Satoru Iwata book says unauthorized translations will be subject to criminal charges. Jeez. Well, I know they are working on getting that translated yeah. internally, so I don't know. I, I want to read that book, but uh, it seems like any a lot of people that like Jap Japanese content, like they love fan translations of everything. So I don't know. I don't <laughs> I guess they just wanna be able to sell the book to you. Um I just hope they actually get on translating it and get it over here or to other locations because I keep thinking of Earthbound. Yeah. Or Mother, just the original Mother, which took a million years, and then Mother 3, which still hasn't been localized for a lot of places. So <laughs> yeah, love to have Mother 3. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, This one, this last, this is the last article I have. It's not even video game related, but I thought it was funny. Um, Samsung is hiding its ads that made fun of Apple's removal of the headphone jack. Yeah, because their new phone doesn't have a headphone jack. Yep. So the been... Note 10, the yeah. Note 10 does Note have the headphone jack? No, that's ter- <laughs> That's the worst one you've made. I know. Um, no, yeah, they're getting rid of the headphone jack, so now they like they removed all the ads from like their YouTube channel that made fun of Apple for getting rid of the headphone jack. And how they were like superior because they had a headphone jack and now they they don't. Yeah, hypocrisy sucks. I'm fucking pissed because the Note 10 is my next phone and now it's like I don't know what I'm going to do because like there's like no flagships that have headphone jacks Tell you anymore. what you're going to do. You're not going to plug in your headphones. I'm, I don't have Bluetooth in my car. <laughs> the world needs to evolve, Justin. It does. The world needs to move on from auxiliary plugs. No. They're inferior. They're not. You're inferior. <laughs> See, my my issue with like wireless headphones, like I like wireless headphones. I like wireless stuff. I like wireless most things, but also like there's so many times where it's, I forget to charge my wireless headphones and it's like I go to use them and oh, they're dead. So I guess I'm not going to enjoy my time mowing the lawn. <laughs> I'm just going to be out Oh, there. you have to do something while you're mowing guess, your lawn. Just, you can't just enjoy the sound of a lawnmower and yeah, no, cutting it's, grass. It's, I hate it. It's boring. It's the most boring thing anyone you could ever do. You need to reconnect with nature. By chopping it all down. <laughs> well, you can bathe in the grass after you cut it. <laughs> My grass is terrible. You'll have get you seen hay it? fever. <laughs> My grass needs to... I need, it's a little sparse. I love what you're doing. Having an entire yard of crabgrass is a good idea. <laughs> it's basically all it is at this point. <laughs> it's a whole yard of crabgrass. That's terrible. Like the whole thing needs to just be dug up and start over. But I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I want to get rid of most of my grass, but it's such a pain. Everything's a pain. Taking care of lawns is. is 
home ownership is in some ways overrated. I'll, I don't regret one minute of buying a house instead of renting. Yeah, that's the next. Uh, that's but, that's this episode. Home ownership is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> but I fucking hate mowing lawns. I've always hated it. As soon as like being poor is underrated. <laughs> I almost feel, I almost feel like if if you know like how streamers they have like a like a like they'll have like donation goals on their stream. Like I think that will be like my first donation goal every week if we ever like get to a point where we're um we have a bunch of viewers on our streams like the first donation goal is like of every week is going to be 25 bucks pay someone to mow my goddamn lawn so I can stream instead. <laughs> How about you stream yourself mowing the lawn? Stream IRL streaming that myself is, mowing the lawn. That is Bermuda grass. <laughs> yeah, see all this shitty grass I have in my house. That would be like, that'd be like self-doxing because then he'd see my address. You take that off your house before you <laughs> Every time, just take it off. No, because then you get like the people that like... Put a weird video scrambler over it. It'd be like the, the people, then you have the people that would look at like the, the playing contrails in, in the sky and figure Who'd out... Strangely and, use like Google Maps to find out like yeah, exactly where you live. Yeah, pinpoint pinpoint exactly where I am because they can see that they, they'll be able to look up they'll be able to look at the plane contrails and then find where that plane is and then pinpoint my location with via using that data <laughs> like kind of do, do you remember they did that for the whole like Shia LaBeouf he will not divide a stream it's people do this weird shit all the time I saw one the other day that was some guy posting on 4chan and he was apparently lying about his height and somebody like did a mathematical breakdown <laughs> using perspective. <laughs> That's great. To determine his height. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. For those who aren't familiar, like, so like when Donald Trump got elected president, Shia LaBeouf like went crazy and did like this 24 seven live stream of saying like called, he will not divide us. And then he had like a flag that said like, he will not divide us. And they were flying around and, it became like the a game of cat and mouse for I think it's still going on where people like from 4chan are like they'll they'll just go and they'll find well, the flag and like replace it with like a 4chan flag or something. This becomes weird because Shia LaBeouf now is like even though I saw he's gonna be in a movie here soon, which he he doesn't do movies too often. Yeah, he hasn't been in anything but, in a hot minute. Yeah, I saw there was a trailer for some movie that he's going to be in, and I was like, oh, weird. It's weird seeing that he's going to be in something. But uh, he's like a performing artist now. Like, he does yeah. performance art. Yeah. Um, and yeah, because he did that could, weird thing where he put the bag over his head and just sat in the room, and you could just, like, say mean things to him. And, I mean, you could argue that the stream is a performance art piece. Like, oh, you could yeah, argue sure. a lot of these things are art pieces. I mean, performing art is so weird that because anything kind of could be an art piece. Yeah, I mean... This even goes back to a lot of artists like straight up saying their entire life is an art piece, which is yeah weird. Um, He's trying to go the the um, fuck what's his name? I can't, suddenly can't remember his name all of a sudden. I mean, Shia LaBeouf even did a hitchhiker thing. Like who's that? Who's that? Andy Warhol. Yeah, Andy Warhol. He's he's trying to go for it, Andy Warhol. Yeah, I mean he's kind of doing stuff similar to Warhol, but that's, it, it's just like in this weird, uh, 
space like performing art is just really weird and like very like i said I, he was doing a weird hitchhiking thing where he was like hitchhiking across the whole u.s yeah um but yeah i'm like i don't know that's it, it, i couldn't tell if he was just doing that to do that or if that was part of an art piece if he's just out of his bashed out of his mind <laughs> it's hard to say because yeah. some of these things when you look at it like through jim a critical Carey. lens jim carrey's another one of those types of people too where he's just well his art's actually art it's well yeah, he does that but he also is just fucking weird i have weird <laughs> opinions on his art because i'm like it's not bad but it's not good either <laughs> it's kind of like it his art's really rem- it's funny because his art's jim carrey's art is very like critical and political um but i find that interesting because his art's very reminiscent of uh george w bush art his art i don't know if you've seen <laughs> yeah but george w bush loves painting yeah um, I wouldn't consider him fantastic painter, but he's he's better than you would think. He's better than you would imagine. Yeah. So, <laughs> getting back to the Shia LaBeouf thing real quick. He so it became like this cat game of cat and mouse where people will try to to either vandalize the flag, steal the flag, replace it with something, and then Shia LaBeouf would move the stream. He would relocate it to another place, and then they would find it again. And at some point, it would just it was on a pole facing upwards, looking at the sky. So you couldn't see any surroundings. And so people were watching the stream and they saw the airplane contrails overhead. They looked up real time air, air airline data and tr- matched it up with what they were seeing on the stream so that they could pinpoint the location of this fucking flag, found out where it was and went and replaced it with a 4chan flag. See, this is weird dedication to a cause. Very, it's a like, lot of, seems like hard work. Yeah. I don't know. And, and they There's did, always, like, bizarre they people did who are just like, oh, that's, like, a thing I'm, like, into. Like, I'm I'm already there. Might as well, like. Yeah. Oh, I am I work at the FFA. I can look up all these airplanes. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> that might be violating some sort. I don't know. I, I think a lot of that. My plane, civil liberties. I think, I think some of that, a lot of that air. Data, data is public information or public record or something. It's like all fake know. anyway because the world's flat. <laughs> God damn it. No, all right, that, that's, that's, that's that's the end of the podcast. The that of, is the end of the podcast. The world is flat, um, says Marcus of the Lake Gaming No, there Rant are podcast. no flat earthers here, <laughs> Justin. Um, I'm a triangle earth. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a bizarro earth. Bizarro, shark. We're the square. The earth is the a cube. shark. It's a shark. It's the shape of a shark. And Bananas. we're just swimming through space on this the back of a shark. I don't like that. Don't like that at all. <laughs> Would you like it if we were on the back of Cthulhu floating through space? You know, he can't hurt me if he's that big. <laughs> <laughs> no, he can't. I guess not. I'd like I now I'm just imagining a Cthulhu just with Earth on his back just spinning around in circles so that to simulate the, the weight of the, the world day. on his shoulders. <laughs> Alright. We're we're getting out of here. <laughs> See you guys next week.
Welcome to the Dan Carlin Podcast. I am joined by Justin. Uh, we are talking Civil War era. Um... <laughs> Civil War era video games. I like... Uh, um, this is a... Murder NPR, the Natives. N- NPR sponsored podcast. We are talking about video games mm. in the Civil War era. This is... Oh, crap. What is that? The NPR series. Um... All things considered. Yeah, um, we are talking Custard's Last Stand, the game. Um, good Civil War video game. We are talking Battle of the Little Bighorn. Um, didn't happen in the Civil War, but very, very good. (laughs) Um, this station and NPR is, uh, KBXL. Uh, KBZB, uh, KBGGL, uh, KBZ Man. <laughs> and we are sponsored by Really Dry Wheat Thins. <laughs> I wish I had something to buy into for that. <laughs> really Dry Wheat Thins. <laughs> 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 <laughs>